0: What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you. But you know what we got to do first? We got to generate a little revenue. A little, just just a touch, just a touch of revenue. The first thing we got to bring up is my upcoming vasectomy. Did you ever think that I shouldn't breed? Well, I agree with you. The best way to help make that happen is is at anwd.net/snipped. The vasectomy is happening. Help support. Me not having children ever. Take my jeans out of the fucking chain pool, motherfuckers. You know you want to. Every little bit helps. Xander Corvus and I are actually doing the whole brosectomy thing. As we've talked about on previous occasions. We are a week away from us both getting snipped. So, you yeah, know, throw down a little bit of money. A couple of bucks helps. Because I'm going to be out of work for a couple of days and like, you know, it would definitely help me out. And if you did that, help support my vasectomy. On the more ongoing revenue fronts, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Matt Slayer is home to the whole video library, uncensored, other exclusive content, random musings, art, videos, whatever I feel like putting up, ends up on the Patreon. So you can support this show as for as little as three dollars a day. Sorry, a month. While I was editing this episode, it is currently 2.45 in the morning, and I've been drinking, as I've been prone to do, for less than the cost of a beer. A month, not a day, not a day. You can support this show at patreon.com slash Woof. I might clean this up in post. I might not. We'll see. The other way to support this show, the easiest way, the painless way, the almost pleasurable way, is first and foremost, tell your friends. If you enjoy this show, tell your friends. Just be like, yo, and Now We Drink's a lot of fun. Mass gets fucking ignorant. Tell your friends. Get them to tune in. The other way, the other super duper easy way, is go to youtube.com slash drink and subscribe. It costs you fucking nothing. It's a little clicky click. We're getting... Closer and closer to being denied ad revenue yet again. But we got to get over that milestone. So please subscribe. I'd appreciate the hell out of you for it. And let's get on with it. My guest this week, returning to the podcast, finally for an in-person episode, is the one and the only, Naughty Nala. Naughty uh, was thrown down with the water while I was drinking. We get a little political on this one, but we also do a deep dive into... Los Angeles security and the whole fucking Dave Chappelle getting rushed on stage bit we may have uh, talked about some apocalyptic futures and some other shit but I always enjoy hanging with Naughty I hope that you have a good time with this episode as much as I did in recording it so sit back relax pop a cold one and enjoy Drinking Buddies (laughs) Yucka. <laughs> Naya. What up, girl? What up? What's going on?
1: Hello. I'm good. I'm chilling. <laughs> I know.
0: We've been hanging out for like an hour and a half talking about stuff that like isn't necessarily podcast worthy. Right. It's like, oh, this is supposed to be a fun show and we're like just talking about social economic issues on my porch.
1: Dystopian futures.
0: <laughs> hey, dystopian futures are definitely on brand, but you know, talking about like, The origin of like the LA gang crisis and shit like that might not necessarily be what uh, my audience is here for.
1: No, we'll we'll keep it light, (laughs)
0: Light lightish. I mean, there's definitely there's definitely some shit to talk about this week.
1: Oh yeah, well, I guess I'm not sure what there is to talk about. What is there to talk
0: about? I don't know the you know women's reproductive rights.
1: Oh. That's, I feel, I'm such an airhead sometimes. Yeah, I even posted about it. I deleted my post, but I felt like I should.
0: Why'd you delete the post?
1: Because what I tend to do on my Instagram story is I'll say something really like intense and I'll leave it up for a couple hours and then delete it. So some people get to see it. Anybody who is heavily on my page we will see it but i won't do that on twitter anymore i don't i try not to do anything political on twitter because i like twitter to just be funny
0: i feel that like i definitely had to stop myself from a couple posts
1: yeah i did tweet something on my backup page and all it was was well 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 another day in the bipolar states of america and that's fine it's not people can read into that however they want to
0: I, I I reposted Nihilist Arby's post about it's gonna be a good day for flight of stairs salesmen.
1: Oh and, and coat hangers. Yeah.
0: Right? Stock up on your wire hangers now.
1: Exactly. Or I don't even know what else what other device we're gonna use to get. Holy shit.
0: I just realized people are gonna start hoarding wire hangers like it was fucking like, the beginning of COVID with toilet paper.
1: Yeah. Or I don't know. This is bad. But I am a natural optimist. I do believe at the state level we'll get some type of help. I don't see California, Massachusetts, New York, Washington State, and I don't know if I want to add any others. Uh,
0: Illinois is going to stay.
1: Oh, yeah, Illinois. Um, But there's a grip of metropolitan areas in America that are far too liberal. To ever ratify something that, even if the Supreme Court, you know, we live in a country where state rights has always been our problem and people forget that. So it might be our saving grace with abortion. That's where my oh, optimism no. N- lies.
0: Newsom has already said, like, women, California will have your back on this. Like,
1: Right. Like, New York will have the East Coast. California will have the West Coast. But the South is nah.
0: No more raw dogging in the South.
1: Right. You better not like cream pies down there.
0: <laughs> one of my guys keeps saying, like, you should move to Austin. i like, I'd have to spend so much money in condoms. Whatever I was saving in rent, I'd have to spend in condoms. <laughs> like, no.
1: My One of my uh, closest friends uh, moved to Austin. And he ended up falling in love with a guy. So he didn't think he was going to stay there. But I, I knew he would. I knew he was the type of person to he was going to move and just fall in love. And he did. And he'd always say to me, come to Austin, come to Austin. And I've already lived in Texas as a kid. San Antonio is a good city, but Texas, it's in the wrong state, man, because I cannot deal with their laws out there. And this is another great example of it. So... I do. I feel bad for women in a lot of states. I would be figuring out, you know, L.A., and Cali, and New York, and I don't know. Chicago might be expensive, but it might be better for you. Austin's sometimes.
0: catching up real fast, so.
1: Exactly. That's another thing is they're gentrifying everywhere in America. So if everything's going to be expensive at one point, go where you feel comfortable living. That's what I think.
0: I might just be trying to, you know, take Austin immigrants, be like, yo, girl, come come to L.A. <laughs> I'll show you a life where you can have cream pies. <laughs>
1: great right, idea they'll send all the female refugees
0: <laughs> yo girl do you like cream pies come to la
1: right i'll help you they got your back <laughs> i know it's a weird that feels very dystopian to me although it's not really because it's very prehistoric in a way we're going backwards so as far as we go backwards it gets more dystopian it's a weird thing we're experiencing in america
0: we're going forwards and backwards at the exact same time.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> We're getting back to feudal lords pretty quickly.
1: <laughs> back to feudal lords. Mm-hmm.
0: Hopefully, we don't end up with a car- what is a carpet knockdown where you get you know you have your lord gets to sleep with your wife <laughs> on your wedding night to like make it official. I really don't want like you know me hooking up with a girl and Bezos knocks on the door like yo I get oh my turn. gosh.
1: Yeah, that's
0: actually I feel like Elon would probably be the first to jump on that.
1: Yes. And I do th- actually think that would happen. I don't know. I could prima, nocta,
0: prima nocta. Prima nocta. I fucked it up.
1: I could see that happening in the future, though. Um, I don't know. The, we're in a weird point in human history. I was actually talking about that the other day, about how we've really only experienced the last 50, what, since 1970, 52 years of desegregation in America, because if the civil rights bill passed in 68, women in 65, I think it is, I might not be right about that, was the first time you can get your own bank account without being attached to a man. We've really only had about 65 years of the idea of what our generation and millennials tend to believe America is. But it's we're one of the first generations to be experiencing this, so we're an example almost for what things will happen after. And we're crazy, so I don't know if it's a good sign. <laughs> you
0: know, we got too lazy about shit. Like people were out in the streets about this shit all the fucking time back in the day, and now we're like, Yo, man, mm-hmm. did you catch that new show on HBO? Like, I now
1: I feel bad about posting something and I delete it because I don't want to offend people. But I've always been a person who physically as protested. I went to my first protest when I was 5. My parents brought us. And we were protesting the war and my dad was not supposed to be there because he was still active duty, <laughs> but he went. He made us go. So I've always been that. I've gotten into it with people about abortions. I lived next to a Planned Parenthood for a matter of years when I was a teenager. And they did not even give abortions at that Planned Parenthood and people would still protest there. And my mom got into it with them. I got into it with them. My brother at one point, it was just like a family thing. They ended up closing that Planned Parenthood. And I still feel bad about that because it's directly attached to people just not allowing rights to be made in this country, not allowing women to just do what women should be able to do.
0: Have as many cream pies as they want.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And that's the weirdest thing. It's like, why do you care what people are doing sexually? Who cares? God. And abortions are even, weirdly enough to me, less about sex, more about safety. Most times when women are getting abortion, it is more about their safety. I don't know a lot of girls that are just getting abortions just to get fucking abortions. It's not that common, but... No. Everyone I know
0: who's had an abortion, it was not their preferred choice of birth control.
1: Exactly. And we don't want to get brought to that point. So, fuck. They think everybody's out here just coming inside each other. No.
0: I mean, we are. We definitely are.
1: (laughs) But then that's the whole other aspect of it is now women are going to have to worry about abortions well into farther, much more decades than we should. Because we can get pregnant. Some women actually get pregnant up until like 38. So then you're going to be worrying about that? for
0: God. I mean, I'm really angry at the Supreme Court. They're going to make me have to chase old chicks.
1: That's... Yes, exactly. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They're making cougars hot again, though. That's I see what they're doing. They're all old. That's what it is. They're all old in there. It's marketing for themselves.
0: Like, we want these old broads.
1: Exactly. They're like, we need gilfs. They're tired of just milfs. They want grandmas.
0: I guess so. I mean, that's the... It is the fastest way to make someone a gilf is like, oh, hey, your teenage daughter can, has to have a kid now. <laughs> You're now a gilf.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... They are all old, so they don't care about these things, actually. It's a huge problem. We need term limits in this country, too.
0: Supreme Court's for life.
1: You know, it was for life when most people died at, like, fucking 48.
0: Well, it also died at a time where you're like, yo, you pissed me off. I challenge you to a duel. <laughs>
1: exactly. I'll kill you
0: in the street legally. <laughs>
1: Cut my kids' hands off because they steal.
0: (laughs) Like, if we're going to go back to that old school shit, we should all go all the way back old school. Shootouts at high noon.
1: Right. And we should be allowed to really protest then because our protest, unfortunately, doesn't do much anymore. I think that's a huge reason why people stopped. And then a peaceful protest, somebody always wants to make violent for some reason. And I don't mean the protesters. I mean, sometimes it's cops coming in. And making it worse than it needs to be. So that's, I think, a huge reason why people feel nervous to even go out and say what they feel. Because they killed all our activists in the 60s. Yeah,
0: and then super fucked up ways. I I know it's a dramatization, but I just uh, watched um The Black Messiah fucking...
1: Oh, Judas and the Black, Black Messiah. Messiah. Yep. Yeah, it is obviously, like, they added to it. But... The story's real. Yes, the story's real. But it is, yeah, it's like, that's the thing when people are like, this exactly happened. Like, no, like, they were writing a story that we would enjoy watching based on actual events. So not everything that we were watching was exactly how it went. But the story and the events are true. That's why that movie was amazing. And I'm happy that he won an Oscar for it. He deserved it.
0: He did. He did. It was a great fucking movie.
1: I know. And it's sad. A lot of people didn't even know about Fred Hampton. Uh, so to me, that was actually nice because it brought him to life where he was an extremely peaceful activist that gets killed for politics.
0: Unfortunately, you know, most of America at that point didn't feel the Panther Party was a peaceful party.
1: Yeah. And that's the problem is that we tend to judge it altogether instead of actually judging it based on that sole person, especially in the sixties, it was a movement and whatever movement you belong to, were you counterculture or you would be super traditional. It's like, it was just, you had to be attached to one thing. So if you were a black Panther, you were militant. They didn't care, but they never went to actually see individually what people were offering to the world. I mean, we still use his programs today. So, it's a positive movie in many lights to teach people things, but it's so sad. America's crazy. Bipolar. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're like, oh, we're going to keep it light. We'll just go right into, like, you
1: know. We can't.
0: <laughs> well, this is an important thing for, you know, someone who professionally has sex. You know, mm-hmm. this shit matters to our community yeah, especially. Yeah, i never
1: really shot a lot of cream pies just this before this whole topic i mean i joined five years ago and i was like i don't want to just get knocked up with somebody's kid but so, even,
0: even if you're not shooting a crimp fucking accidental stuff, can, babies exactly, happen exactly
1: exactly and that's where for me i was always very i don't know i never shot with a lot of people i've always been very try to be mindful of who i'm shooting with because random babies can happen <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know it's really how it's crazy the cream pie scenes are going down, y'all. Yeah.
0: Now they're just going to become a California purely <laughs> yeah. thing. California cream pies, here yep, we go.
1: There you go. There's a whole new site being made right now.
0: Actually, is californiacreampies.com available? <laughs> I need to check real quick.
1: We're buying a domain name for California cream pies so you can still enjoy cream pies after they repeal Roe <laughs> <laughs> Uh Wade. So,
0: someone owns the domain, but... I, I could definitely try to steal it.
1: Maybe I'm, we'll add, yeah, we we'll, we can uh, either buy it or do Cali Cream Pie something.
0: Cali Cream Pie? I feel like that should be some girl's name.
1: It, that sounds like a performer's name. I was just saying, I'm shocked there's no Dixie Cox
0: in the industry. Oh, there's got to be back in the day.
1: That's what I said. I was like, there in the 70s, no Dixie Cox, and we was missing out because that's a great porn name. It's not even too... Cheesy to me. I feel like it's good. It actually sounds like a name.
0: Right. Uh, I'm not getting a Dixie Cox from a...
1: Crazy. I should have done it. Why didn't I think of that?
0: I mean, it's not too late. You could be like, the artist formerly known as. Right. No, I'm Dixie Cox.
1: I like that, though. That's a good name. Right. There's something to it to me when I... I thought of it yesterday because we were listening to... I don't really listen to country music. It's not my style. But the car I was in, Dixie Chicks came up. And I ended up getting to the topic of why they changed their name. Like, what's really wrong with Dixie because it's actually a first name? And then that's when my brain goes like, whoa, is there a Dixie Cox? Because, come on, it's just, I don't know. It's got a nice ring to it.
0: It does. It does, but. I should have done it. Too late. Well, not too late. You could change it if you really wanted to. My
1: MILF career will be Dixie Cox.
0: Going to get some big (laughs) fake titties on us?
1: No, I can't. And -hmm. I'm not judging girls that have fake titties. Get them all you want, but...
0: Please, I like fake tits, so please. What's
1: scary (laughs) to me is just getting cut open. So, I don't know. I can't... I
0: mean, they put you under for it, don't...
1: I know, but that's a healing process. And I... if My whole thing in life, if I'm going under the knife and getting surgery, it's because I need it, not because I want it. That's just...
0: Hey, there are definitely some people who feel they need big fake titties.
1: Yeah. And that's why I said, get them. If you want them, get them. There's a lot of great fake titties out there, but. There are. I don't need them.
0: Hey, if you're Save happy. them for the other girls. If you're happy with the set you got, stay with O Natural. I
1: mean, I wish I had bigger tits, but I, I don't wish I had bigger tits to the point that I will get a tit job. That's just. Those two things don't equate in my brain. I don't know. I feel like at some point you just don't care anymore. There is a quote. I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's like Sigourney Weaver, I believe. And she says, I can't wait for the point that my looks matter less than what I know or something like that. And it's her talking about aging and why she wanted to get older because she was tired of it always being about her looks. And then at some point, once you hit a certain age, we're like, oh, they're wise because they're old. That just happens. You know? Or in Hollywood, they just stop booking you. Yeah. Well, she didn't – she's still doing good for her. She got a good voice. So she does a lot of voiceovers too. But I think that that quote I think more women should try to resonate with because from a young age as a girl, it's always about how we look. Even your dress code in school I always found weird. Like we couldn't show our shoulders. They're sexual. I'm like, how – Why is everything sexual? I'm seven. I'm already thinking about that. So it's different definitely between men and women growing up where it's always about your body in a sexual aspect. So yeah, at some point, that's probably another reason when women get older, they enjoy sex even more because they don't care about their looks as much. And I think that's a very important part to women. A lot of women will get procedures done and then take the shit out. And it's probably they hit that point where my looks actually don't matter that much.
0: Well, I know there's been a handful of performers who have gotten their implants taken out recently. And a lot of them, they're like, they're physically making the ill.
1: Huge other thing, too. So when I was featured in a museum with a photographer in 2019, it was in the Erotic Heritage Museum in Vegas, okay? They had a whole um, exhibit of just um, like paper mache boobs, And the exhibit, I didn't know what it was at first, but I walk up to it because it's so intriguing. It's all about how common it is to get breast cancer after you get implants. And it was all women who took their implants out because they had got breast cancer. And that's what the papier-mâché molds were. And my mom and I are like, my mom has huge fucking tits. I have nothing. I don't know why. But she's like, that's why you never get fake titties. I'm like, well, you'd never need them. But... It's crazy because there's a lot of chemicals in this stuff. That's a huge reason why I don't want to go under the knife. I worked in the medical system. I know how many instruments get lost in people's bodies all the time in surgeries. I'm not... That's... It's it's always a risk going under the knife. So...
0: Yeah, people die in fucking routine liposuctions and shit like exactly. that, too. Exactly.
1: I mean, Kanye West's mom died getting plastic surgery. So... There's a lot of, and I was probably 12 or something when that happened. I don't even remember. But I remember reading it and being freaked the fuck out. And then he ends up getting with a woman who nonstop, not just her, but her family, nonstop plastic surgeries. It's crazy. The generation we're in where the acceptance of cosmetic surgery is dangerous. But they don't see it that way at all anymore.
0: Well, for a lot of people, cosmetic surgery is Oh, if I'm beautiful, money. I mean,
1: and their life changes when they're beautiful and yeah.
0: Cuz people just want to do shit for hot people. They do.
1: They do. I don't get that. I was ugly for most of my life, so <laughs> I'm still a fat kid on the inside. <laughs> Have
0: you found you got more opportunities as you become more attractive?
1: I don't think no. The industry has always told me I'm ugly. I've never been treated in the industry as an attractive performer.
0: Well, that's a fucking shame.
1: So I still to this day have people all the time that are like, oh, she's not even that hot. And I'm like, God, that's that quote. I always go back to him like, doesn't fucking matter, bro. I just had an issue with a rather, not even rather, a very big name male performer in the industry who I thought was a cool dude. I had his number and everything and we were going to shoot all that. He ends up getting into a lot of shit that I don't think he should have ever said and actually was illegal for him to say because he was sharing people's medical information. But other topic was said to me, I've only shot with ugly people and ended up saying that. I said to him, I was like, that's so rude to say. Like, do looks matter that much to you? He's like, looks are what sells. And that to me was just done. You already did fucking broke HIPAA laws. And then now you're so vapid and shallow just to say that he's like, Look through what's else. It's not true. There's great performers that people probably wouldn't say are super hot. You know, it's like you don't have to be extremely hot to have great sex. Ugly people have sex too.
0: I know that's all I got here. <laughs>
1: but that's it's just a weird sorry mom. That's the weird, I think, side of the industry where they equate everything to how you look
0: well we're in a very vapid appearance-based industry
1: yes and it's even um, more heightened with the generation we're in social media has made it even this more like competitive side but i have to say the adult industry has not always been that judgmental we go through waves there's definitely different trends as every industry has, but there's different trends in adult entertainment as well. And we're currently in this weird time of the Stepford Wives thing where everybody looks the same. But even when porn blew up in the 70s, they did not look the same, and they did embrace a more natural...
0: Well, I think part of that is also you had a much smaller talent pool. There was such a stigma... With being attached to doing adult entertainment, doing sex work,
1: mm-hmm. even more so than the, we oh, ha- still have now,
0: right? So a lot of it was, oh, you're willing to do the job, all right, cool.
1: Yes, and the trends—it's different. You know what? What people want to see usually, what porn is pushing out is what Hollywood is pushing out, and Hollywood is okay with the whole glam effect because porn was glam in the '80s when. The entertainment was glam, more natural in the 90s when entertainment's more natural. So I think it's just a fad, but you stick around long enough, you live through all the fads of it.
0: (laughs) But we also live in an era where if you're motivated, you can just make your own shit.
1: Right. And you can really nowadays go as far as you want to with your own merit. It's just really having the ability to, for some cases, because I definitely didn't have a lot of money when I started. I didn't have a laptop till I started in this fucking industry. Like I grew up with no, no money. So sometimes you do need access to certain things to get started. But this industry now, it's way easier than it's ever been before. Any entertainment industry now with the internet, it's way easier to it, make your money.
0: It is and it isn't.
1: It's a double-edged sword. The internet is the biggest double-edged sword that we've ever experienced with society because we wanted society to be globalized. We wanted to be interconnected. But now we see these huge negative effects of the how easy it is to kind of still keep people poor and trapped into their own bubbles when we can literally communicate with anybody in the world right now as long as they have the internet.
0: Yeah, and you find out most of them are stupid.
1: I mean, we do find out most of the world is eighth grade and education
0: level. <laughs> if you're fucking lucky. Yeah. I mean, and
1: education is the greatest gift in the world. So if somebody wasn't given the opportunity, I never judge them. But after the point that you are old enough, because everybody hits a point where you're fucking old enough to be like, wow, I could be smarter. If you didn't do it yourself, it's on you. Yeah, but there's anybody a can read a book. Anybody can really. You don't have to be book smart. You don't have to ever be good in school. To me, to be smart and to actually offer
0: right, but education doesn't necessarily fix that because being able to but
1: have, the, have multiple the knowledge – the forms of education is what I'm saying for
0: sure. But there's a difference between having the knowledge and being able to execute on the knowledge and critical thinking skills. Yes. Severely lacking. There are many educated people that that is still severely lacking, the ability to apply the knowledge.
1: and that's where I think that multiple forms of education matters because a lot of people are just too book smarts and then they lose the common sense and they don't have the social awareness that they need. So I totally think it's the multiple forms of education that you need. I don't think most people who are book smarts are the best socially. So I think it almost matters to not just be into the books, you have to make sure that you understand humans. I mean, that's all we really are doing anyways on Earth is understanding each other. It's just human connection that's brought us all here to what we have now. I mean,
0: I was brought here by two people having sex in the 80s, but...
1: And that's human connection. <laughs> Think about it. No, it is. It is.
0: It is. I'm just in making a crazy
1: light way, it. right. So that's where, to me, it does matter how you are socially socially. I mean, I don't I'm not the best book smarts. I'm not an idiot, but I've always found myself to be like very average with it. But I've always tried to understand people and I think that matters more.
0: I mean, that's the scary part though. Being average means that forty nine percent of people are dumber than you.
1: Forty nine percent of people are dumber 50. than me if I'm all oh, that is pretty wrong. <laughs> yeah, like maybe I'm not too bad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm probably No, I don't know. I'm really bad in math and science, so that's why I'm like, I'm not smart, bro. I can remember things. I have a great memory, but that doesn't mean you're smart.
0: So No, it's, it's smart is also about how you apply knowledge.
1: That's exactly what I'm trying to like get at with the multiple forms of the education it is. It's how you apply it. Because you could read every fucking encyclopedia released and do nothing with it and just sit on your ass. You know, it really is how you apply knowledge is the most important thing. There's a lot of smart people in the world that are just fucking assholes. And to me, that's not beneficial. (laughs) Unfortunately,
0: in a lot of cases, it is beneficial to them.
1: Yes, that's the whole... I mean, it has been already proven with tons of research studies that, yes, if you want to be a better negotiator and you want to make it farther in a lot of white-collar industries... That yeah, being an asshole and having being these a sociopath, traits, just being right, a flat out sociopath. Can't, you can't have you have to lack empathy to usually make it farther in plenty of these Fortune five hundred industries. But that's not most. I think most people have some type of emotion. So
0: well, and that's why there's only a handful of people that are fucking billionaires and running and
1: these exactly. And that's why they, but the problem is they're they become, making the
0: goddamn decisions.
1: Yes, we've we've allowed everything to kind of just become an oligarchy, and there's only a few people controlling it. And now they've also became these sort of celebrities, and of course they're assholes because they've made it that far in this world where if you don't care about anybody around you, of course you're going to be making more money, duh. So now they expect them to have some type of social awareness and to be. Activists in some way, but they're not. They don't. They don't have those traits already. That's how they got there. So it's weird that people expect that.
0: A lot of people may have feelings and empathy, but they can't honestly put themselves in someone's shoes. The idea of being a billionaire to the average person is such a foreign concept. They're just projecting on how they feel that they would be if they were put in that role.
1: Exactly, because they'll never even get. A lot of people don't even ever become millionaires in their lives. So let alone a billion dollars, you have to get all over the multi-millions to get to that. Like, no, that's a concept that it's so unfathomable when you're only making thousands of dollars a year. Whether it's hundreds of thousands, it's still nothing compared to billions.
0: Yeah. Hundreds of thousands is walking around money for a billionaire.
1: Exactly. That's their fucking rocket money.
0: Shit. It's like, oh, that's just a car. Hell, I I don't know how true this is, but apparently when Steve Jobs is alive, Every six months he'd buy a brand new Mercedes because he didn't have to put a plates on it until after six months.
1: Wow. I loved Steve Jobs because he helped fund Pixar. and We wouldn't have Pixar as the level it is today without Steve Jobs. Doesn't
0: make him a good person.
1: No. But I was giving a positive trait. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, I love Pixar, original Pixar movies. I'm not a huge Disney fan. So once it really kind of got ran by Disney... I didn't like it as much, but you can't deny those movies were very influential. They were they They super were I really did bring it up because it goes to show how influential he could be in anything he went to because he had the traits of not giving a fuck. I mean, he gave a fuck in the sense that Pixar was dying and he wanted to save this company, but it's also a Ray Kroc type of thing with McDonald's where I'm saving the company, but I'm really making it my own and not following anything you'd want to do type thing. That's usually what happens.
0: Yeah. Once again, you don't become a billionaire on
1: being nice. Yeah, exactly. But he even made Pixar successful. It's insane. These people have the right traits as the dick to make a lot of money. <laughs>
0: it's crazy. It is. Absolutely is. It'll be interesting to see if the Twitter sale goes through and, what happens to my beloved Twitter?
1: I know. I actually, I don't know. I don't even know if he would really change it that much. But he's so unpredictable that I I just don't know what would well, happen to is, us horse.
0: Yeah. <laughs> who knows what happens? Well, just who knows what happens to the fucking platform yeah. altogether?
1: Yeah, and he says he wants the freedom of speech. But this is what every politician will do is say i want to add something positive to this let me control it and then we all know it's never really anything positive it's always for their agenda and it probably is more for his agenda but we don't know what his agenda is because he's insanely smart and probably 20 steps ahead of anybody else so if it does go through he already has a plan of what he's i think do you're with.
0: giving him too much credit
1: i he's he is smart it's i'm just, not saying he's
0: an idiot by any stretch of imagination. I am just. Saying, I
1: definitely think he knows what he would do with it if the sale goes through, though. He already has an idea.
0: I'm sure he has an idea, but he also petitioned the, um, the FEC about, you know, overturning his ability to tweet about, you know, stock stuff. Because right now, if he...
1: That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's going to change it that much. But It he, seems more of it, an egotistical thing to buy it.
0: Right, but he also does some wild shit just for no good reason. The Boring Company is a dumb fucking idea. Mm-hmm. It's a dumb fucking idea. So it's not like everything... He's not Tony Stark. Not everything he fucking turns is to fucking gold.
1: To me, what Elon Musk is is somebody that if we let it go too crazy that he'll end up doing something really terrible to the world because he is really smart, but he doesn't have that... Sometimes doesn't have the checks and balances that you need when you have that much power. Yeah,
0: exactly. When you're surrounded by that many people and you are making that many other fucking
1: people rich... The only positive thing is he's South African, and as of for right now, in our constitution, he could never be our president because he's not American. So... No one who's because actually... Because he would get... With the how America is and they just want celebrities, they would have done elected Elon Musk as our president.
0: No one who's worth a shit wants to be president.
1: Right, like he makes too much money. Right, exactly. Exactly. That's why when Trump ended up doing it, everybody's like... Mm. We know you ain't making that much. You really want this shitty of a job.
0: But here's the thing with Elon. He wasn't even like, I don't know. The idea of like, at my current level of income, if I had a baby mama and like we were together and she had a career that she was passionate about, I'd try to find a way to help her. He's a billionaire and wasn't even funding Grimes's fucking music.
1: But maybe he didn't even like Grimes' music, is another thing, it, too, because it, he's an asshole. But that's the thing. But that made him rich.
0: But that's the thing. Dad, to put out a whole fucking album is throwaway money for him. Throwaway mm-hmm. fucking money.
1: It's even the SpaceX was throwaway money for him. That's really to me what that feels like is his childhood dream when you're a little boy that he actually got to fund. But a lot of people also don't realize that his mom was like a supermodel. So he didn't grow up like everybody else. He grew up with the idea that money could get him anything because money was getting his family anything in that sense. Well, yeah, so, his
0: father ran an apartheid diamond mine too.
1: So I'm saying. So it's like he doesn't have a concept of the world that an average citizen of the world does because he's grown up with money and now he is insanely rich off of his own ideas. So that's boost in ego when you are already raised on money.
0: Well, and that's the thing. It's another you know, illusion of the self-made man. It's like, no, he came for money. Bezos started Amazon on a couple hundred thousand dollar loan from his parents.
1: Exactly. I
0: Bill Gates started that. Microsoft in Harvard. Yeah. Like, poor people ain't going to Harvard.
1: Thank you. You have to have money to get into these places. So the idea of being a true citizen in the world to me means you're living in some form of poverty. You don't have to be extremely poor, but most people in the world... Are impoverished and below the poverty line. It's just, you're not getting into Harvard. You're not getting $100,000 loans from your parents or million dollar loans. Like, you're not, these things don't exist for most of the world. So now you're worshiping somebody who already has a completely different view of anything in real society. That's why, to me, he could definitely do something crazy. He's never really lived in regular society. So.
0: Oh no no! Not if he will do something crazy.
1: Which is why they probably won't let it go through with him buying Twitter because No, there's no monopoly charges. he's pending. just so unpredictable, though. So
0: I don't know what. It's a privately traded company. There's nothing federally that's going to stop it from happening. It,
1: right. It'll be all up to the actual.
0: Well, the the, the
1: actual sale.
0: The things I've heard so far is because Tesla lost a bunch of value in stock when he announced that he may pull out.
1: To I didn't try. know that. Oh
0: yeah. Tesla lost, like, 12% value in stock.
1: Crazy, because he's not even... Like, he gave up a lot of his share of that. Like, he doesn't even really run Tesla like he used to.
0: But he has enough of the shares, and the shareholders uh, Enough of
1: the share, But the, and the influence. I, most well, people probably don't even know that he gave up a lot of his shares. In.
0: But the fear with the Tesla stockholders is that he's going to liquidate more shares to cover the cost of Twitter.
1: Makes sense.
0: Which would devalue their own shares. That makes sense. That's why they fucking fire sold.
1: Wow. See... He's that's an ego. These guys make so much money, and then they already have these weird personality traits. So then your ego gets boosted with being a narcissist. Of course you're.
0: Though Elon, I will take it all back for a chuck mark. I'll take it all back.
1: I like Elon. I like him a lot. I think he's a really like. I think he's cool. I think he's offered a lot of positive things to society. It's just it does become a thing of when somebody is constantly being told yes. It's the same thing that happened with Michael Jackson. Constantly told yes in your life, you can be. You can. It can lead astray. So we see it a lot with celebrities.
0: Right into children. I mean, sorry. <laughs>
1: oh!
0: Allegedly, don't sue me, please. Sorry, a Michael. State, rest state. in
1: rest in peace, Michael. I loved Michael Jackson's music.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you were like I love Michael Jackson music because you were the right age where that was When been I was a
1: child, he was my. Favorite artist, and then
0: I'm sure you would have been his favorite. Well, I
1: was. Six, oh, sorry, you weren't a boy. I think I was six when his second scandal came out, and I just remember my parents and we asked asking him about it, and they're like, "No, he's a weirdo." And I was like, even at six, I was like, "Damn, why, Michael?" So I spent my whole life understanding that yes, he's a weirdo. He's very strange. Never was convicted of anything, which is another weird factor, which is why his case is the strangest to me.
0: Oh, it's really fucking strange, but also, you know, money buys innocence in a lot of cases.
1: And influence. I mean, Michael Jackson was the most famous person in the world for a long time. And maybe this next generation doesn't realize it, but he was so influential. I mean, anybody born well up into the late 90s. Michael Jackson was just influential. Anything he did was just Michael, 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 Michael. I mean, his death was insane. It's like the freaking whole, all of America was like, (gasps) most of the world paused with that.
0: I know. It's super sad. No one remembered that Farrah Fawcett died on the same day.
1: I did. So that's my memory of that. We're watching The View, and they're all talking about Farrah Fawcett because my mom loves The View. She's always been a View watcher. It's just her thing. Even though she doesn't even usually watch the whole episode just puts it on. Anyways, Farrah Fawcett's dead. And that's watching the whole thing about Farrah Fawcett. My mom would always watch all the neighborhood kids. That's how she would make her money. So one of the girls that was there were all around the computer. My sister's on it. She's like, it says Michael Jackson died. So then my parents switched it to like CNN. And all of the news stations are outside. Is the state everything? And we're like, is he actually dead? It was that period of time when we're still trying to find out. And the girl, that little girl that was there was like, it's my mom's birthday and Michael Jackson died. And that's why I'll never forget the day because I'm like, wow, Farrah Fawcett and Michael Jackson died on this day. And she was just so upset because she's like, nobody's going to care. It's my mom's birthday. And I'm like, yeah, no, sorry. Michael Jackson is Globally famous.
0: And Farrah Fawcett launched a lot of boners in the 70s.
1: And Farrah Fawcett not only launched boners, but her hairstyle. She had her own hairstyle. Her influence was huge, too. So I do agree. It's really sad. Um, because if she died the 24th, not June 25th, she would have got her day. It's fucked up.
0: Right? And she died of horrible ass cancer.
1: Exactly. She, and she had cancer. And she didn't have any cases. None. Right? None to speculate.
0: I mean, Michael Jackson also died in the weirdest way fucking possible.
1: Michael's death is still sad because it's really, that's to me the yes man factor. That's really how it all started. A lot of people around him would never tell him no because he was Michael Jackson. So that's how he ended up even getting to the point that he was at with getting addicted to sleeping drugs and having a doctor even say yes to prescribing propofol
0: Oh, not even prescribing, administering.
1: Exactly. Going, doing old school, in-house doctor calls to give him the drug. Yeah, that is all a yes, yes, yes. No, don't say no to Michael. And that's bad. And that's where any of these billionaires, with their influence, how they control the money and everything in the world now, can really lead a lot of things astray. That's the dangerous part of it. You need some type of checks and balances. You're like, hey, no. Elon, you don't need Twitter too, you know. Like, but nobody's gonna say no around him because he's Elon Musk.
0: That's true. No one's gonna, no one's gonna fucking tell him no.
1: It even happens to people at smaller levels, let alone billionaires and globally famous people. I mean, people have entourages when they, nobody even fucking know. You have an entourage just because you grew up in that hood, you know, and they boast that person up.
0: Hey, don't talk shit about my entourage. They're hanging out out back. Come on, <laughs> they're right here. Come on, it's fucking mean. <laughs>
1: I ain't hating. It's just the thing of, that's the human connection factor. That's another thing with human connection. That's why people get obsessed with celebrities. They get that influence. They feel like that's them. It's like, if I was famous, that would be me type thing. It's like a weird, they just, humans are strange. It's that social acceptance matters so much to people that they even get obsessed with somebody that they'll probably never meet in their lives.
0: Or if they do meet them, will be absolutely, you will be insignificant to them
1: insignificant and you probably won't even say anything because if you're that obsessed with somebody, you'll probably be starstruck.
0: So. Or you'll do something really crazy.
1: Yeah. Like, like jump on pho- Dave Chappelle's stage. I'm just kidding. I don't know why that guy went up there. But
0: Oh, I actually do want to talk about that shit. I do too. <laughs> so at the time of recording, that shit happened last night.
1: I know. Okay, so it's so weird because I saw that him and Chris Rock were going to be out here in the Hollywood Bowl. And I was like, that'd be so cool my first time at the Hollywood Bowl to see two of my favorite comedians. And I'm like, damn, I could have been there. That would have been crazy. I'm happy that they handled it the way they did because it's extremely dangerous to go up on stage. What is wrong with, don't run on a field, don't run on stage, it's just dangerous.
0: There's so much about this. Like First and foremost, it illustrates once again why security in Los Angeles is a goddamn joke.
1: Yeah, because Dave had to put up his own fight.
0: Well, it's one of those things where like, most people are probably blissfully aware, unaware of this shit. But most security contractors, like venue security, are third-party contractors hired out to the lowest fucking bidder. Mm. There was a time while in L.A. where I was the head of security for a venue. Ah. The contractor I worked for, I got random fucking people every fucking show.
1: So they're not going to take it seriously?
0: Yeah, some of them would. Some of them would take it too seriously.
1: Mm. You you get the ones that wanted to be in the military.
0: Military <laughs> or want to be or want to be a cop or just want are yeah. on a fucking power trip. Yes. But these people are making twelve like when I was doing it, maybe twelve dollars an hour.
1: Yeah, and that's not that's not enough to move people's motivation sometimes.
0: Right. Or if they are motivated, it's because they're on a weird power trip. <laughs> yeah. And it it's just was fucked. Absolutely fucked. And the problem is, especially when you get into high-level productions, because the venue I worked at did some really high-level fucking shit. Mm-hmm. We did events for, like, the David Lynch Foundation, and we did stuff for um, Sundance. Like, they did, like, some based suns- Like, we did some really high-end shit, but it's like, on one hand, if someone rushes the fucking stage, is that part of the show? Am I going to get fired
1: mm-hmm. for interfering with mm-hmm. the show? Because
0: stage managers don't tell us shit.
1: Oh my, like, see, it's like a broken.
0: But thing on the flip the side, top. you have fucking morons who are doing this job for $12 an hour. We had, I don't know why, I do not fucking know why, but my, the venue I worked at was a hard seated theater. We had fucking Marilyn Manson there.
1: Mm. And like, the, so no mosh pit area?
0: No mosh pit area, hard oh, seated theater. Oh, no. they need to mosh. And the promoter wouldn't even give me as many guards as I requested.
1: That's bad. That's a recipe for disaster.
0: Night of the. Yeah, it was an absolute mess because people paid a lot of money to be fucking front row. Yeah. And we didn't have enough bodies to like stop people from just walking up to the barricade.
1: Oh my God.
0: And then you add in the fact That's that bad. we're informed by the road crew. This is like the second or third night of the tour. One of the idiots from the opener had posted their laminate on Instagram. So there were counterfeit laminates out already.
1: Oh, so it was going to be flooded with way more people than.
0: Well, it's just you have people with fake backstage passes. Right.
1: So then you, that's just, it's going to be way too much people already with the fact that you don't have enough guards.
0: One of my fucking idiots, like, no matter what, I don't care if you were fucking the president of the United States. During the show, no one walks from the floor onto the stage, Mm -hmm. period. They have to go through backstage if they're going to go on stage. Yeah. One of my fucking idiots let some guy who had an all access just walk up on the stage. And that was a counterfeit. All I was going
1: to say, and then there was all the counterfeit ones. So, oh no, disaster. Yeah,
0: and this is the kind of shit you have at a high end venue.
1: Yeah, and that's a huge name, Marilyn Manson. Huge. So
0: I still have one of those counterfeit fucking passes. somewhere more because I caught people in, oh my
1: crazy fucking
0: idiot. Like like yo, you got to go back to your seat. Well, I don't have a seat. What do you mean you don't have a seat? And he flashes all axes at me. And I'm like that ain't real. You're out. You go. Wow. And this dude had the the fucking gall as I'm 86 and him from the venue. Can I hold on to that? I'm like, no. What? In what world do you think I'd let you get that back so you could just walk right back so in when I'm exactly. not
1: Exactly. So then you could just come and do the same thing? Like yeah. Were you born yesterday?
0: But the problem is there was probably two or three guys there that would be like, um.
1: Let him exactly, because so they don't care enough. Or just. Or they don't know. Just,
0: these are people working $12 an hour jobs. Right. Because a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of these LA contractors will just, like, you have a guard card and a pulse, welcome to the job.
1: Yeah, so they're not, like, making it as difficult as it is to get the job, so they'll take anybody.
0: Yeah, because the job's low-paying.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Raise our wages.
0: Yeah. So, that dude got on stage in the first place because it was probably some low-paid motherfucker who either was dicking around on his phone or was just like, I'm not getting insurance. I'm not going to actually wrestle a dude.
1: And not... Exactly. Because it's $12 an hour. Am I going to freaking risk my life for that? Because you never know when somebody's running up a stage. You never know what the fuck they're going to do. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100 fucking percent. Yeah. That's why I'm really shocked the dude did it to Dave Chappelle. Because <laughs> I'm like, of course Dave Chappelle's going to fight you. The, who do you think you've running up on stage?
0: I, I mean, I, I made a joke on my Twitter about this last night. But it's like, yo... This ain't early 2000s Chappelle show, Dave. He ain't skinny anymore. Yeah, he no, has as shit. I
1: think I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes.
0: He's swollen as hell. Yes. You made a mistake, sir.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because he's not. He's built now. He's all bulky when you watch yeah. him.
0: Like, you're not tackling fucking 2022 Dave Chappelle.
1: Thank you. Like, no, he's fucking huge. And Dave's tall, too. That's another thing. He's a really tall guy. So then you're going to just run up on the No. What the fuck is wrong with you?
0: Well, and the thing about it is, I posted this on someone else's social media. I hope to fuck that they A, press charges, and B, they fucking stick. So I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Dimebag Daryl, the guitarist from Pantera, who was killed on stage in 2003.
1: What? No. Was it 2003? I've never heard of this. I'm ashamed of myself after working at a record store for so long and not knowing this.
0: Yeah, but uh, Dimebag Daryl Abbott was killed on stage in Columbus, Ohio. No, it's 2004. It's 2004. The gunman jumped on stage and just started fucking shooting. But what happened a couple months before that is that dude tried to rush the stage in Cincinnati, Ohio. Security stopped him, just fucked him up and let him go. They They didn't
1: press the charge. Right,
0: they took him backstage and fucked him up and then sent him on his way. So he came back to another show months later with a fucking gun.
1: and everything, yeah.
0: The dude was delusional. Like The guy was schizophrenic.
1: Right. Because I don't know, to me, running out to any of the entertainment, to the stage, the field, whatever it is, you have to have some type of delusion because you are instantly going to get stopped. And even if you don't get stopped, there's going to be some type of repercussions from that. Like it. Like, you have to have some weird type of...
0: Well, and, but it's also what is your intent. Like, some idiot running across the football field streaking?
1: And they're probably drunk. They're drunk. Right. Or they're just like... But the running up and trying to do something, like anybody who has the like, oh, I'm going to go do a prank or something or oh, I'm going to... Because I saw the girl that got tackled trying to run up on the basketball game with the fucking Grizzlies or whatever. And I'm like, how is she... What do you think's going to happen? Like, what is wrong with these people?
0: But the it's thing is... delusional. The guy made it to Chappelle. The guy made it to Chappelle.
1: Exactly. That's what's really dangerous. The basketball game, the security guards, they were on point. But um, no... That's the thing I said, a good thing for Dave Chappelle for putting up a fight, because even if that was somebody just wasn't prepared because to me, Chappelle's prepared to fight probably at any point. But if that somebody's not prepared, he could have really fucked them up. And we don't know what he had. Like, what if he was going to stab somebody? It's so apparently, easy to get. Apparently fucking, he
0: had a weapon on him.
1: It's so easy to get shanked and shit. That you're just gonna fucking let somebody run up on stage. No, that's that's really where security matters a lot. Right.
0: And that's the problem with how security is treated in LA is treated as just like a line item and there for show. Like there's such different tiers of security in LA. There's you know, the people that are working like the venue that are basically just there for show, and then there's people who like actually do exec protect for celebrities that are generally a lot of cases like ex police, ex special forces, like those people know what the fuck they're doing.
1: Right. The more trained,
0: well, and they're also getting salaries that fucking represent
1: paying more representing what's worth somebody's life essentially because that's what security is—is is you're protecting somebody's life. So,
0: in theory, yes, but in a lot of cases, you're really the expectation for security is to observe and report.
1: Yeah, it's just in the worst of cases. Yeah, you would be there for that barrier if anybody were trying to be super crazy and. Kill I don't
0: somebody. know. When I was working on venue, like. If someone had rushed the stage with a real weapon?
1: Well, that's the thing. They don't pay anybody enough. And it's also, are these people really equipped?
0: No, they're not. They're exactly. fucking not.
1: I mean, you're even taught that in basic little-ass jobs. Like in retail, you're not chasing after somebody. You never know what somebody is carrying on them.
0: Well, and every security job I've ever held in this fucking town, there's been no fucking training. There was no orientation <laughs> class.
1: Right. And how much people know the self-defense they would need to want to fight somebody without a weapon. So it does come down to the point of if there's not the proper resources, nobody, I'm not going to put well, up a fight.
0: Another story from the venue. Like we, we did have a guy rush the stage during an EDM show. Uh, my guys got him off the stage immediately and I get a call on the walkie about like that they're 86 and him out the back door. And this dude is like, we had push doors on the, like the theater he is wrapped around it. Like with both arms and we got him horizontal at one point as he's wrapped around. Oh
1: my God.
0: We got him out the fucking door, but it's like, Technically, what point do we fuck him up?
1: Right, because you never fucking know what somebody's gonna do, and they would come back.
0: Oh no, that asshole did come back.
1: Yeah, see, that's that's he, why the he, Pantera example—that's sad as fuck because people well, can be so delusional and have no clue. Like,
0: I also got a very important lesson in dealing with LAPD that night. So we eighty-six him out the back door. He comes back around to the front to like the box office, like, oh, I I, I got locked. You know, like, no, we eighty-six you. Get the fuck out of here. He goes back because the smoking patio is in the back.
1: Mm-hmm. Walks back to the
0: smoking patio. I get a report that these back there. I'm like, yo, off the premises, dude, you are trespassing. Yeah. We walk him down the alley. He makes the mistake of like, just touching one of my guys like who just goes, don't touch me, and shoves the dude to the ground. <laughs> and this dumb motherfucker, like, while he's on the ground, starts to go into his pockets because in his mind, he's going to pull his cell phone to try to film us. Oh. I mean, I I restrained his hands so fucking fast. Like, what? And I was like, what the fuck do you think you're doing?
1: Exactly, because you don't know what they're pulling out. It, it, to me, if somebody's reaching their pockets, they're pulling out a weapon.
0: Yeah, mine too. That's but why I'm I, not re- gonna
1: be like, oh, he's getting his phone. Like, no, did you no, well, like, shoot me?
0: Right. That's why I grabbed his fucking hands and
1: exactly. So like, what? What the,
0: what the fuck? Do, and there's three of us there. We would. We probably should have fucked him up, but we what we we called LAPD. We walked him to the front. LAPD showed up, put him in fucking bracelets. Like, what do you want us doing? Them like. What do you guys think? In my mind, I'm like, you're the cops. I'm not going to tell you exactly. what
1: the you're not, You're not a cop. You're security.
0: Right. They fucking gave him a harsh talking to him and told him to go. Motherfucker came back again.
1: Oh, my God. Came back a fucking
0: year. We called the cops again. And the next set of cops, they handcuffed him and then ended up releasing him to his girlfriend.
1: So they didn't take any of it seriously.
0: All right. Well, I definitely should, in hindsight, told the first set of cops, like, Take him away.
1: Right. You should have been explicit.
0: Okay. Like, I did. Sorry, officers. I didn't realize I had to tell you, hey, this guy's trespassing. We've kicked him out like three times. Yeah. Arrest him.
1: Did they just not understand the seriousness of this?
0: Do you think they wanted to do the paperwork on it? Like,
1: no, they, cops never want to do paperwork.
0: There's a reason that downtown LA has like a separate, like, bike patrol. Funny. They do. Um, same venue, like, on a different part of it. Like, we had a full on brawl at one point. And before the cops responded, the fucking bike guys showed up and handcuffed those dudes. It's
1: crazy. Smart, though. You wouldn't need bikes to get around because there's too much other fucking traffic.
0: But it was one of those things where, like, we all had handcuffs. And, like, management's like, yeah, don't put cuffs on people. That's paperwork. Like, they specifically told us, like, the only time you're putting bracelets on someone is, like, it's last ditch.
1: Crazy. Well,
0: because as a security guard... You have the potential to get sued for like unlawful imprisonment. The liability issues of it. That makes sense. And these small security contractors don't want to pay out any fucking liability issues. Mm -hmm. So if you want to put, if you end up having to put hands on somebody, it's a big fucking problem.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. It's
0: like a big fucking problem. They don't, you know, at the end of the day, they weren't giving me insurance. So I wasn't putting hands on anybody unless I had to.
1: Right, because you're going to you end up risking your life, essentially.
0: Oh, I'm not even worried about my life. I'm more worried about like, oh, hey, if I fucking sprain my fucking shoulder, fucking this dude up.
1: Right, and that's livelihood. Yeah. So that still matters in a way. Oh,
0: yeah. no, it matters more. If I'm because dead, I'll be dead.
1: And I don't have to deal with it. <coughs> right,
0: right, I don't have to deal with shit at that point. Yeah. That's all y'all's problem. no
1: insurance and you're paying medical bills and everything for all this stupid shit that you didn't really have to do just because somebody wants to be crazy and delusional. Yeah. But That's why security is not taken seriously.
0: Well, and then it's such a fucked up job because you shouldn't take them seriously. They're on, in a lot of cases, if they're semi-competent at their job, they're just doing it because they're on a power trip.
1: Right, or it's the only job they could get. I mean, a lot of times yeah, in then, America, you're just getting a job because you can get a job. It's not Right, like, and
0: then those are people are generally grossly incompetent at the job.
1: And then, the, and then it's the ones who are like, this is my destiny, and then they take it way too seriously.
0: Like, I'm going to be a cop, and...
1: Yeah, what but is think, it Paul Paul Blart?
0: If you ever get a chance, it's a really fucked up movie. It's what Seth Rogen called "Observe and Report."
1: Observe and Report. I've heard of that.
0: He is a he plays a delusional mall cop. It's oh, okay. a it is a dark comedy.
1: I need to watch that. I like dark comedy.
0: It is real dark. Seth Rogen plays a mall security guard who has the delusion of becoming a cop.
1: Why do I feel like I might have seen this? The, I'm gonna go and look for it because I'm.
0: It's our Seth Rogen, Anna Ferris, Ray Liotta.
1: Ray Liotta?
0: He plays the cop.
1: Okay. I like Ray Liotta.
0: No, it, it's, it's a good movie, but it is, for someone who worked in security for as long as I did, it's like, whew, this is kind of hard like watch because I have I, definitely worked with these people.
1: Yeah, so it definitely was relatable.
0: Yeah, I unfortunately fell into security because I just needed a fucking job.
1: That's what I'm saying. A lot of people just end up just getting a job. So it's like, are you going to take security seriously? No, because you just got a job. It's not my passion in my life.
0: It was For me, it was one of those things where, like, the type of security I did for the majority of my security career was if I didn't take things seriously, it's potential life or death. Mm-hmm. So I took shit seriously. Yeah. To a degree. To a fucking degree. I definitely, definitely showed up to work hungover and possibly still drunk a bunch of times.
1: Oh, that's so crazy
0: this is when I was working on the armored cars. Like there'd be times I'd close the bar. I'd roll in for my shift and like get load the truck up and be asleep in the truck on the way to the first stop.
1: Every time you go out and there's security guards, you have to wonder if they're hungover.
0: Probably the job sucks.
1: It does. It does look bad though. I mean, you don't even get to enjoy the shows or anything. You're just watching people.
0: There being a security supervisor at a good venue was, there was a lot of cool shit. Like I definitely got to do a lot of cool shit. I got to, I have some fun stories from there. Like, I got to watch Tim Robbins smuggle like four girls backstage.
1: Wow.
0: Like, And that's one of the other things where like the semi-high level at that point, you have to make a judgment call. Tim Robbins did not have an all-access pass that allowed escort privileges. But am I going to tell Tim Robbins, no, you can't bring four girls backstage? No,
1: because it's Tim Robbins.
0: Exactly. Right this way, Mr. Robbins. Right. I almost 86 Rob Zombie off his own set.
1: I don't even expect that from Tim Robbins, but oh, okay. Well, Rob Zombie, I, I... Well,
0: it was one of those things like, the theater was being used as a set for one of his movies. And you know, it's like, hey, bless your crew, you can't be here. Rob, I go to open the door, like, hey, can I help you? And Rob just walks right the fuck in. And I'm about to be like, yo, you can't. And then I realize it's Rob Zombie. I'll like, right this way. <laughs> but I was like, a second away of like I wasn't a metalhead and realized that was Rob Zombie. Right. I would have tried to 86 him off his own set and probably gotten fired for it.
1: Yeah, because it's Rob
0: Zombie. It's a weird gig. Like there result... was all I got the pleasure of meeting Michael K. Williams
1: wow he
0: was there for one of the lynch foundation events
1: wow that's really cool yeah
0: like there were some cool parts about that job but if you're like i work at the hollywood bowl and i'm basically a glorified usher that job's gotta suck on all sorts of levels
1: yeah i don't know if i could deal with that to be honest with you
0: i wouldn't yeah i I mean there's a reason i stopped doing that shit it was one of those things where like (laughs) I quit my job a year's when I first landed in L.A. and like I imagined experience a so lot of security experience. I'll have a I'll have a good job. I'm like, fuck, I couldn't first couple monster. I couldn't find any fucking decent work. I'm like, sure, security contractor. But.
1: Right, <laughs> might as well. <laughs> it's better than not having a job.
0: Some days it didn't feel that way because <laughs> there were definitely times like that job paid so low that I literally would go from one gig, sleep for a couple hours, and then go to another gig, like same day. Oh, yeah. Like, work work in the morning, fucking pull, it, pull an eight or nine-hour shift, come home, sleep in the afternoon, and then pull an overnight shift somewhere else.
1: Yeah, being sleep-deprived is really hard. Like, I... Well, I, and, like, technically... It's always tired.
0: So. <laughs> but also technically making, like, important decisions while sleep-deprived and underpaid.
1: Exactly. Like, you're not making the most or the best decisions when you're tired. It's just... Your brain's not functioning properly. Well, so. well, there's also,
0: there also just times I made decisions like where I just didn't feel like doing the the fucking headache. Like, I was working at a hotel and they have a very you know solid. It's a hotel that is infamous for partying, mm-hmm. but they have a the walls are fucking paper thin and like they have a solid noise policy. And it's like bang on this dude's room and they're having a party. I'm like, yeah, man, only registered guests on the room. Need everybody out. Like, he kicks a whole bunch of girls out. I'm like. All right, cool. I'm like, I know there's more people in there. Yeah. If I was doing my job right, I'd be like, no, everyone's Everyone. got to
1: exactly, but let it go. Yeah, We're just, just like fucking people. Like,
0: but if I'm like, you know, if we get another noise plate, we are evicting you from this fucking room.
1: Right, because you can't be doing it again and again. Yeah, but right. It,
0: but it's like I'm getting paid fucking like at the time like 15 bucks an hour mm. to deal with people that are spending five, six hundred dollars a night on these rooms.
1: Right, and that's the thing of like 15 bucks an hour is. A year is still only like $28,000 a year after taxes.
0: Oh, no, it wasn't shit. I mean, that's it's why you am
1: saying. Get... So it's like, God, no, it's not worth it. It's as sad as it is. It's, it doesn't motivate somebody to take the job as seriously as they would if they were getting paid more.
0: Yeah. But the, as I said, it's just a line item to most people. So they don't think of it as like an actual necessity. Like we have to have security. Like people look at like, oh, I got to have minimum coverage on my car.
1: Right. They don't take it as seriously as they could.
0: Like till shit goes wrong, and then like.
1: Then they're oh shit! I guess we should have had a good security guard here. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like the dude whoever let the guy who tackled Chappelle through is done. That guy's fucking fired.
1: I know, and it's just crazy that he even because when I watched the video, I'm like, he definitely moved pretty far. Like the fact that nobody stopped him before he actually got on stage and got to him was. See, yeah, motherfuckers might have been they're like oh. fired.
0: <laughs> that guy might have been like, oh, that's part of the show. Whatever. Or he was like on...
1: Might not have even known, right? Yeah, you might not so, even know. Yeah, and they're probably looking at their freaking phones or doing stupid shit. Yep. What Chris Rock said after, those hilarious. Oh, that was... That was the perfectly timed joke ever. He was waiting to get his in. <laughs> oh, I loved that.
0: That was good shit. That was good shit. And the fact that, like, Chappelle and company not stomped... Jamie Foxx got some
1: hits in. I know, it's crazy. They all... And that, to me, is... That's good security. They was ready. And it wasn't even the security guards. But what's Good also crazy—they were ready to put up a fight.
0: What's also crazy is Jamie Foxx ran in from the audience. He wasn't on stage, right? So, so
1: how else did?
0: Yeah, where's the access control there?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like security shouldn't have let Jamie Fox on stage either.
1: No, technically nobody. Right. Like unless Chappelle says there's this written into my act that somebody's going to run up, like nobody's going up there.
0: Right. And once again, on a proper venue. Even if they're supposed to access the stage, they should be walking around to the theater door.
1: Yes, exactly. It's Crazy. That is very dangerous. He could have been killed. He really easily could have been killed right there. Yeah, the guy had a blade. It's not that hard to kill somebody.
0: The The guy had a blade.
1: Yeah. So one fucking knife, you take somebody's life just like that. That would have been so sad. I would have been so hurt. I don't think I would have been able to do this if Dave Chappelle had died the night before.
0: I would have made you. i have been like, no, we were talking about this on air.
1: like, I'm, I'm, I'm on air. So <laughs> I'm happy Chris Rock got his joke, and I'm like, good.
0: Just such a shit show. I know. But what's going on with you? We have not talked much about you. you know? we've, been, we've been like an hour on current events, and we're not <gasps> oh, talking about. It's been
1: an hour?
0: Uh huh.
1: Oh, wow. That person's not picking me up. <laughs> um, um, what's going on with me? Yeah, you. I'm getting my car out to LA. And just trying to get work in LA. I don't know. That's all that's up with me.
0: Just here to finally make the move?
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I never had the money to feel comfortable enough before, so
0: That's one of the things like sometimes you just gotta make the fucking jump two feet and comfortable or not.
1: Yeah, I mean I my whole thing was just having some savings because I never really had a consistent amount in my savings. So I know how expensive it is, and there's always the unpredicted cost. So I just fixed my car up, and then once I got my car fixed, because cars are definitely an unpredictable cost. Once I got that fixed, I was like, okay, I can go out to L.A. Because I didn't want to be out here prolonged period of time without a car. Because you're not fucking getting around without a car. You're
0: not? In L.A.? No,
1: no. I mean, I I was the bitch that went all the way from fucking Union Station all the way up to Chatsworth on the metro and the buses so, with suitcases. So I've been there, but it's not ideal.
0: One of the times you crashed with me, like, the fact that you took a train, it took days for you to fucking get here.
1: Oh, my God. I, I used to take the motherfucking train out here. Yeah. Um, and then that last time I took the train back, it literally took a whole day. It's supposed to be 15 hours, and it ended up being 25. They added a whole other 10 hours on. That's only a 12-hour drive. So the whole time I was on there, I was like, I just doubled this for nothing and drove me crazy. So I love public transportation, but America's got some insufficient public transportation. So that's why I get in getting my car <laughs> Out here <laughs> it's not convenient in la at all it's not like new york like i've been up and down new york you don't need no fucking car you can get everywhere. most people
0: i know in new york don't even have licenses
1: yeah because you don't need one you really don't
0: yeah you got your local bodega for fucking grocery shopping
1: yeah you can walk and take the fucking train everywhere it's nice new york's nice for that if la had that factor i think it would help out a lot
0: but the problem is even if la expand we're in the middle of expanding our metro the problem is we don't really have the bodega culture that New York has. That's the only reason like grocery shopping works is like, mm-hmm. yo, your local bodega has groceries. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: the bodega's got everything in New York, man.
0: Good delis in them, fuck.
1: Everything. You don't get that in LA at all. It's very inconsistent. I'll be walking up to a place and I'll be like, I don't even know if I want to fucking go in there. And I don't even, definitely don't want to buy food from there because I'm going to be regretting it.
0: Right? Shit's dusty. It's a liquor store. It just has right. to have food.
1: But you see that in New York and they got good ass food. And I'm like, it's banging. So LA does not have that at all.
0: No, that is such a New York thing. And it's like one of the things I really do appreciate about fucking New York is the bodegas.
1: Oh, yeah. I love the bodegas in New York. LA is not as connected as New York though is either. It's so spread out. It's so much land that realistically it would take a whole nother generation for them to update. To the metro that New York City has,
0: but they're not going to do that.
1: Never. It's car culture out here. They want you to drive a car.
0: They do. I mean, I don't know if you're aware, there was a very robust streetcar system at one point.
1: Yeah, like streetcars.
0: You could take a streetcar all the way up to
1: fucking Malibu. Yeah, I really, I really like streetcars actually. So it's just this is the West Coast of America. Cars. That's what it is. You're out west. You need a car,
0: especially in L.A. Between AAA, Firestone, and GM, they took the fucking red car out of business. They privatized it and took it out of business.
1: Oh, that's crazy. Like,
0: who? It, the plot of Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a real thing.
1: Yeah. It's a little street car. Yeah.
0: It, it's hilarious. That's one of
1: my favorite movies.
0: When you really think about it, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is Chinatown for kids.
1: I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, Yeah, and when you're a kid, you don't understand the whole concept of the movie but there's just certain aspects that everybody's attracted to of it so
0: well just the novelty of like oh live action cartoons are interacting but then and that was
1: the first time we got to see that so yeah Who Framed Roger Rabbit is, is amazing
0: Oh it's absolutely amazing film but when you look at like oh hey The events of Who Framed Roger Rabbit are a dramatization of what kind of really happened
1: exactly and then that's what i say the story gets very deep once you re-watch it because i've watched it so many times so if you keep re-watching you get older you're like oh shit you're like i thought this was just a cute story about love with a rabbit and and a woman but no it's, it's patty like cake deep. patty cake It's so funny <laughs> that's such that's one of the best movies ever made in my opinion
0: 100 holds up
1: and what i like about it is i don't the live action with cartoons now I don't like as much. I really loved how they did it with Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
0: Like what stuff now that you don't like?
1: I, I can't even. I don't even like to keep up with cartoon movies anymore because they're just so weird. I don't know. It's just not. I like hand-drawn stuff. I think that's what still like keeps me with old cartoons. But I'm not trying to hate. I'm not an animator, so I can't judge them.
0: I mean, you can. Doesn't mean you'll be
1: right, but you can. I'm not as artistic as these people, so I won't judge their art. But I don't know the. Even when they try to do uh, the Smurfs with like Neil Patrick Harris or whatever, it was weird to me. I'm like, this animation, like, I wanted to be, I wanted to be a cartoon. Wanted to be like uh, more of uh, the hand drawn style. Looks better.
0: Speaking of hand drawn stuff, did you ever play Cuphead?
1: That's so funny. I just keep hearing this everywhere. I have not. I love video games, and my when my sister moved away, she took our console, and I'd never bought one, and it's been probably two years since I really sat down and like played video games. So I didn't even know what it was. Then she's talking on the phone with me. She's like, "I'm playing Cuphead," and the dude I was with, he's like, "I love Cuphead." and I'm like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And I hear it everywhere now. It's I've phenomenal. Never, never played it before, but my sister, um, like took a recording, was like FaceTiming me while she was playing it. And I really do like the animation of it. It reminds me of this old game. I'm probably going to mess up the name, but I think the name, it was like Tomba or Tomba. And it was, it's very deep, deep. Yeah. PS1 game. He was like a pink, kind of like animated character, kind of like a pig, but the animation of it was so cool. That's why my sister and I played it. But my grandmother's a coder. So she would get, crazy games like any type of fucking new japanese game that would come out she would send it to us she actually we still have it an original like japanese ps1 so you have to have the right cables to use it so it's more of a novelty thing but man she would get us the coolest fucking games that's why I, i'll talk about games with people that nobody's ever heard of but i'm like it's really my grandma that got me all that shit she was she loves games she would test it out and be like try this one try this one but that animation, of cuphead, that's how nice that was. And I was like, yo, it felt so old school to me. It was beautiful. Well, the way
0: it's scored and the way it's trying it's supposed to be inspired by like 1930s cartoons.
1: Yeah, I love that. And that that's the type of animation that to me is so beautiful. Like you can tell it's animated. It's not them trying to be realistic with it. I don't I don't really like doing hyper realism with animation. Like that movie Beowulf.
0: Didn't even say it.
1: I was so it's old, old now too.
0: Angela and Jolie, right?
1: Yeah. And it had a really bad reception because of how hyper-realistic it was. It was free for like freaking people out.
0: Uncanny Valley.
1: Yeah, it's just weird. I'm like, I don't know. I want it to be I like traditional cartoons.
0: What are your go-tos?
1: For cartoons? Yeah.
0: Cartoons. Well,
1: when I was a kid, like what I liked.
0: Well, I mean, now, when you're a kid, what do you what do you watch?
1: I and mean, I don't I, I don't really watch. I'm <sighs> For me to love TV and and film and everything, I don't watch it as much as I should. I'm definitely bad. When I was a kid for cartoons, I loved anything Cartoon Network. I loved Dexter's Laboratory, Courage the Calorie Dog, that super deep old one, Who Framed Robot Jones or whatever it is. What is it? Who Killed Robot Jones or something like that?
0: Don't know that one.
1: It was a good one. And it only, I think, like one season but it's so cute in the drawing of it's amazing I think it's Who Killed Ro- or What Whatever Happened to Robot Jones Somebody watched. Whatever it Whatever Happened
0: to Robot Jones
1: I got it see I knew my brain would get it it's a great ass fucking cartoon
0: oh no I, I've never seen it but I, I definitely recognize like
1: the animation like yeah. and his thing yeah it's, it's still like has the iconic value but um man I loved anything Cartoon Network put out it was my shit <laughs> and then it kind of changed. It definitely went a little weird. Edit Ed and Eddie was so weird, but I loved it. Um, I just liked, there's something about the whole cul-de-sac and kids hanging out in a neighborhood and it was so cute. Ed and Eddie's it's nostalgic to me.
0: So that's, that's one I never got into, but I was a little old for it at that point. So. Yeah.
1: Edit and Eddie is extremely obnoxious. There's nothing about that show or like my dad would sit down and watch cartoons with us. And he's like, I loved all y'all's cartoons. So you started watching edit Ed and Eddie. And he's like, that's what I knew. That shit was too crazy. Cause my dad would even watch Spongebob with us. Cause he just loves animation. He would get us into like Japanese anime. But um, I mean, I fucking love Spongebob too. i got to throw that shit in there. And SpongeBob had great vocabulary. It was very educational when you really, really watch it. But um, he could never watch Ed and Eddie with us. And that to me, I was like, it's pretty obnoxious. I know, but it's super obnoxious. Oh yeah. But it's definitely us 90s kids worshiped that show. You ever
0: get into like any of the weird MTV stuff, like Eon Flux, or
1: my sister loved Eon Flux. Actually, really, really loved it. And then they did the like uh, live action film.
0: Never watched it. Couldn't bring myself to do it.
1: My sister loved all of it. Like she I cannot tell you how many times I watched that shit because she would just put it on. That's good. I'm not complaining about it. But
0: you shouldn't. Otherwise, the show would be over.
1: No, it's <laughs> it's good. It's really good. But even the live action movie. I've seen many times.
0: I will have to watch the live action. But like, it was I one think, of those things where like, the cartoon is so weird and so surreal. I knew there was no way a mainstream movie was going to do it justice.
1: Yeah. And the movie's not bad. But I think it was also the point of we were younger. So if I was older, going into it, I'd be like, oh, this is stupid. I don't want to watch this. But being younger, it was still fascinating to us. So.
0: you're like, You're old ass, you won't like it. I got it. I, I I understand. I understand.
1: No, if I was if I was like anytime they try to make cartoons into a live action now, I'm like, this isn't gonna be as good. Like you just said, I'm like, it's not gonna be as good. Well, but, but especially when you're a kid.
0: Especially something cool. like Anflux, where you're just hyper, hyper surreal. Like And the
1: colors of it and everything, um, I think were the hardest for them to achieve. Well, yeah, with the, the live action. The
0: color palettes are never going to be right. Also, they just did things that you can't do in a live action setting. Yeah. Like, there's definitely a scene.
1: That's my thing with what they did with Death Note, though. I was like, it's not. That's why I'm never going to watch the live action because it's just. How are you going to take. Or even Cowboy Bebop? It's like these. Sometimes something needs to just stay animated.
0: I 100% agree animation is an amazing medium and it does things that you just can't do in a a way that allows for a suspense of disbelief in live action. Like As I was about to say about Aeon, there is definitely a scene where Aeon is making, in a train, leaning out a window, making out with someone who's in a plane flying next to it, and he opens up one of her teeth and takes a note out with his tongue.
1: Yeah, and you can't do that. Like, how
0: would you even think about shooting that?
1: You can unless you're going to animate it and then it's all going to be fucking CGI'd and then it's like, well, I don't want to watch a whole CGI'd movie because it's already an animation. Just keep it animated.
0: Right, keep it hand-drawn looking animation at that point.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it is hard. I think the hardest thing to do is to take a cartoon and do it to live action. It's not always worth it, I feel like, too.
0: I don't think it's ever worth it. Can you name one where it's like, oh, yeah, that was a good call?
1: I was a kid, but I I loved their like live action Flintstones. It was just so cute.
0: <laughs> At the end of the day, that is just the honeymooners in the Stone Age. So you can actually, I've never watched. Yeah, it's watching,
1: hard to mess that up,
0: right? It's yes. one of those things. Where, like, there's a reason they never did a live action Jetsons,
1: or why you can really never do even kind of like the raunchy comedies that I love, like the Family Guys. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do live action South Park. It's never going to work. Well, and even
0: with like. Seth MacFarlane's live-action films, where he tries, he does do some Family Guy esque shit. It's, it's just, not the, the same delivery.
1: Yeah, it's the what I love about how Seth MacFarlane writes his TV shows is his outtakes. So he says that joke, and then they'll like flash back to something that pertain to it. You can't do that with live action. I think that's one. It'd of be his, jarring.
0: It'd be fucking jarring.
1: Exactly, and I think that's a huge reason why a lot of his live-action stuff doesn't hit the same because he has perfect. Animation comedy. I mean, that is one of the best things that we've ever been offered with animation. And they canceled it twice. And it, yeah, it, his thing with Family Guy proves that if you really believe, just keep going because, yeah, canceled it twice. And the people, we never let it go. We always loved Family Guy, we knew it was funny.
0: Well, hell. It's like Family Guy, Futurama. Like, they've canceled Futurama how many times at this point? Yeah,
1: and Futurama, it's funny because, of course, they're never going to care for Futurama. They like, they're, they get all their money from The Simpsons. So, Futurama was there. Let's just make another one done just for shits and giggles, just to have fun. So, they're not going to give a fuck. Of course, they're going to keep trying, keep pushing it. It's like, we're just doing it for fun, anyways.
0: But it's amazing.
1: Futurama so- is fantastic. And what I love about it, my sister actually brought this up to me, was that The Simpsons, is now when you think about it, it's always been the present satirical thing. I understand that they can pick whatever time period because it's the fucking Simpsons, they'll do whatever. But it's always been sort of what America's dealing with now as a joke. Futurama was what's going to be the world's future jokes. Like, this is a dystopian world. We're going to make a comedy about it.
0: Yeah, like the suicide booth in like the very first episode.
1: Exactly. Then they went and did their whole Netflix deal and did a medieval one. So they've pretty much done whatever they want to do with comedy and animation. It's cool to see what they were able to do as animators.
0: I'm not sure you're aware of this. The writing staff for future I helped. Three PhDs, seven master's degree, and collectively more than 50 years at Harvard University. Like, they're like a wildly educated writer. Jesus
1: Christ. Like, Futurama's hilarious.
0: Well, hell. And they did shit like some of the languages and written languages in Futurama, they actually went and created the languages for it. Like, those are right, created.
1: So, right. So then it's like, so if somebody really wanted to get deep into it, they could try to learn what they were actually making because they went and made languages. They weren't just drawing random yeah, they- shit.
0: They weren't just like random fucking symbols. They like they, they actually really created
1: language. Think yeah, that's what I've always loved about the whole group of the Simpsons creators and writers is they've always been very deep with it. People have always been so quick to be like, "Oh, it's just a stupid comedy show," but that's the reason why everybody says the so Simpsons predict the future. No, they're making fun of America. They pay attention because they're smart, and America repeats itself again and again and again and again. So they're geniuses. I'm not denouncing that, but. Most of their geniusness is just by being observant.
0: I don't know. Some of that shit they got right on the fucking nose. It's pretty bad. It's
1: a little freaky. There's a lot of the freakiness the nine eleven thing's a little freaky. They had the Ebola virus thing It was a little freaky. Or
0: like the Saudi then, one where they're reaching the for the fucking globe. That one's like
1: that one's freaky. And then even this one's not freaky, but kind of funny how the Falcons lost in the Super Bowl to the Patriots. Like, why'd they pick the Falcon? Just a, a lot of eerie stuff, yes, where, like, there, people's idea of them being time travelers. And I've heard plenty of conspiracy theories that they know more than the average man. But I'm like, maybe they're just funny enough to – and they've been on forever. That helps them, too. If anybody's been given 30-plus years of a TV show, you're going to start predicting something.
0: But that would be wild if they were time travelers. They're like, yeah, we we – Master time travel. We came to the past, and to we're going to use it to make a fucking cartoon.
1: But in a way, they never age, so it sometimes is the best delivery is through animation.
0: Except no one listens. Like, everyone's like, oh my god, The Simpsons predicted it. No one's actually listening. It's like fucking Persephone.
1: Right. It's just a cultural phenomenon, really, the Simpsons are. There's going to be Simpsons fans forever, and there'll be diehard Simpsons fans just because of the pure fact that they've been on forever and they have great comedy.
0: I probably but haven't watched a New Simpsons episode in 20 years. What I'm going
1: to say, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy to think that they're still airing new ones when it's more of like the cultural phenomenon of it now. It's not, people don't actively, as a kid, I would look forward to watching it, but I think that sort of died off with them. And they're still just as influential.
0: Like I'm just curious, like...
1: Since 89.
0: Crazy. I know.
1: Really before, because... They were doing skits and commercial skits before. Well, it wasn't
0: commercial skits. It was part of uh, Tracy Allman.
1: Yeah. But it was like, yeah, like little like outtakes and stuff. So it was like. uh, Well,
0: it was, it was like little stingers in between Exactly.
1: That's why I said a commercial because it was like the, the breaks, but yeah. So to think that all from the Tracy Allman show, when the animation was completely different than what it was, as they've known as the Simpsons, they've been able to adapt
0: I'd hope so after 33. The Simpsons are older than you are.
1: Oh, yeah. I think my mom was 16 when the Simpsons debuted. Jesus. Crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: That's wild to me that I'm older. I'm closer to your parents' age than I am yours.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my parents are 70s babies. That's wild to me. Yeah, they're the early 70s, though. Fucking weird. I said in the next three years, somebody turning 18 is going to be born in 2007 and that's and it's not really it's 10 years younger than me so it's not insanely younger no but that hit me the other day when i did the math for that and i was like i gotta get out i don't want to be having sex with people born in 2007 what let me uh move behind the camera <laughs> oh that's so crazy
0: what you don't want to let like, down you know, someone who's hot and born in 2007 you be like nah
1: I don't like younger guys. Nothing hate. I'm not hating on younger guys, but. (laughs) (laughs) And I will say, okay, in the sense of if you're close enough to my age and younger than me, it doesn't matter. But significantly younger. The five to ten years and plus, that matters.
0: Well, at this point, it'd be a crime if it was ten years.
1: Yeah. Exactly. But. Even as I get older, I'm still going to feel the same way. Because I like to relate. The conversation, the relatability matters to me. And I like the past. I'm a history buff. So I'm already attracted to things that are like historic, I guess, to this generation now. She's like,
0: I like old dudes.
1: Wrinkly. I'm just kidding. I don't like really old guys. I just want somebody in, in my age. I always said to my parents. So technically 2007 would be okay. But I always said within 10 years. But and to me, it's like ten years older. I never would attach that to ten years younger. It was always if a guy's ten years older than me, that's fine. Like that's not. I've never felt that's too old. Once it gets over ten years, I might be like, should I really marry somebody who's that much farther than me? Do we do we really have that much in common?
0: What's our life insurance policy like?
1: I'm not a gold digger. No, but
0: you might as well be taken care of when your elderly husband doesn't. Well d- that's, that's
1: the thing to think of, though. How far are we in age that if I'm 20 years apart from somebody. Even if I'm marrying somebody in my 30s and he's in his 50s, he's in great shape, whatever. A couple years down the road, you're going to be taking care of things to think about that I wouldn't want to think about. I would just be a ta- closer to my age so we weren't about the same shit. That's how I feel.
0: Yeah, but that, that's unfair. If you really connect with somebody, you, know, you could be with someone who's, your age and they get hit by a car and they're gonna be in fucking diapers forever. And you yes.
1: And that's fine when you take care of them. I'm not saying don't take care of somebody that you love. Yes, you have to love the person. It's the point of there are a lot of aspects that people don't think of. I do think a lot of women just go for the money. And they're like, Oh, well, he's successfully gonna take care of me, but you're 25 years apart and that kicks in faster than yes, it could kick in at any point in time. That's just life itself, but Lot, Something you should be prepared for. A
0: lot I of people feel. at 25 ain't looking past 26. So, like, not, like...
1: I but, guess. How do people live like... I've never lived like that, though. So, I've never I've never thought about life that way.
0: At 25, I was just like, party! Show up to work! Party! Show up to work!
1: No. Even when I was in my party phase, I'm like, where am I going after this? I've never been just in that one set. I'm always looking forward.
0: I I was... Yeah, 25 was just like, I was more concerned about like, okay, well, if I blew my whole check on going out this weekend, I just got to work more. Like, it was just more about just living in the moment and ha- having fun. Than I also, until I was in my 30s, really felt like 30 was a fictional age.
1: I think that is most people. I think what happens is you're a teenager for so long and teenagers think they know it all. And you're like, I can't wait to be in my 20s. So it's all 20s, 20s, 20s that... You're not ever prepared to be like, oh, shit, 29 ends.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm in my 40s now, and there's some days where I'm like, oh, I'm still just a dumb teenager in an old, broken body.
1: Yeah. I mean, our brains don't change that much. Really, to me, most people, how they act around 16 to 18 is probably how they'll act for the rest of their lives. Well, unless
0: there's some With outside the, stimuli.
1: There's a select few that kind of change usually yes something crazy might happen to make you change as well but most people kind of stay the same
0: well for me i know going from an environment where like working in security around a bunch of like bro dudes who but in a lot of cases were very misogynistic yeah to actively working with sex workers wildly changed my point of view on like life women all that shit like one hundred percent. In my early twenties, a partner that had been promiscuous might have been a deal breaker for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the now, other guys are like that. Well, yeah, and it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Now, like if you haven't been promiscuous, I kind of wonder what's, what's wrong with you. Like,
1: right? Like, what were you doing? <laughs> you know, like,
0: who are you saving yourself for?
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: could be dead tomorrow, and you passed on some good dick.
1: Right. I mean, I've. Just being like the natural optimist that I've always been, I do think it's better to live in the moment, but I don't think you should forget that there's something to always look forward to. Sweet, sweet death. It's that Fleetwood Mac song, Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow.
0: While you're fucking your other bandmates and- Right.
1: Live in the moment. Remember there's a tomorrow.
0: I do now to a degree, but yeah. Yeah. When I was younger, yeah, all about the moment.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I've never been too. I always try to keep myself grounded in some sense. You know, even when I was super young, I did have a lot of self awareness. I think that's a huge problem sometimes as a kid. So it did kind of make me very stressed out. <laughs> um, but it can help you because you can get very lost in the moment. And I've had my impulsivities and been very lost in many moments, but that's when I'm like, bro, fix yourself, bitch slap yourself, and get back into it.
0: It's fine in the balancing act, for sure. It is. Because especially the last two years definitely reinforced me that like five-year plans are bullshit.
1: Exactly. And COVID was a huge reminder to people that you should live in the moment because not only just the idea that people are dying, but things can just get taken away just like the basic An act of meeting somebody and hanging out.
0: Also just your whole way of life being promised to continue how it is is a goddamn illusion. We were hanging out by a goddamn thread.
1: Yeah, that's true. Because within one year we got to see everything we've ever known change. And it wasn't just one country, it was everywhere. Right. And we also went from, you
0: know, a matter of like a couple days to having all the toilet paper you could ever need to having none.
1: But they never bought the, you still could get fucking wipes. So I'm like, what is, y'all got dingleberry asses.
0: I mean, people were dumb. Like, yes. I,
1: they well, never I, ran out of wipes. There well, were wipes
0: everywhere. Well, it's not even that. It's the fact that at the end of the day, like, okay, diarrhea is a potential side effect, first and foremost, potential. Two, two, you dumb fuck, you're gonna be locked at home. If it's that bad, take a shower. Take a fucking shower.
1: Yes, and I just don't understand the whole concept of hoarding the toilet paper when you should have been maybe hoarding canned goods because we didn't know the idea of having food, I think, is more important than toilet
0: paper. People are stupid.
1: I mean, you need toilet paper fine, but...
0: You don't need toilet paper.
1: No, I'm saying like, okay, buy it. But yeah, to the amount that they were, it was insane. It was like, this is not the necessity... It was weird. That to me was like the type of fad thing that happens where like one person does, oh, I need it too. Like, that's a key thing with human yeah, traits, well, the Mimicry like, of it and stuff. Like so. it's
0: artificial scarcity. Yeah. And, but it's one of those things where like, that could happen with any fucking product if people believed it.
1: Exactly. It was just the idea that was put out there. So Angel Soft lucked out.
0: I, I, mean, I was I,
1: happy that year.
0: I definitely had a joke. That the toilet paper companies had a bot farm. I
1: feel like they, yeah. They done paid somebody, hey, go push out this toilet paper shit.
0: And then they paid. There's
1: no reason for toilet. I'm like, go buy fucking green beans, bro. And it can.
0: And then they sent out crisis actors to buy up all the toilet paper to mm-hmm. create scarcity.
1: Yeah. I really think they did. Because there was no need. For- no,
0: there's absolutely no need. You're going to be at home. You can shower.
1: I mean, it's not ideal. I mean, I don't want to.
0: All right, what else do you, wipes. What else were you going to do during the day?
1: You got all the time in the world. Do anything either. That was just like, ugh.
0: Right. Dude, I got plenty of time to take another shower.
1: That was insane to think of.
0: It ain't even over yet. And it's everyone's,
1: not. Everyone's acting like it's over. Like I can't believe people aren't wearing masks on planes. That seems to be the one place I wore a mask on planes with the flu. This is pre-COVID, and I'm like, everybody got the flu, People coughing all this shit. We all breathing the same nasty. I would wear a little mask, and people looked at me like I was fucking crazy, like I was giving them the black plague, but I was protecting myself. So now, with what we live through, people are just willingly taking it off. It's how
0: my favorite is people aren't wearing them in fucking Ubers.
1: That's so weird to me too. Is the n- no Uber thing? I'm like, if all of the, most of the Uber drivers that pick me up don't have masks.
0: Yeah, it's like they bro. have their
1: windows down. And I'm like
0: bro you're you're a foot o- you're a foot away from
1: just don't get it the either. stranger like just don't get it i don't get it either and i'm not saying we need to wear masks forever we do need our immune systems to start fighting and kicking in but public transportation seems to be a place that even before covid masks would have made sense
0: plenty of other countries around the world do it it's a, kind
1: of a respect thing, though, too. I mean, it's
0: America ain't it can big be on that. extremely
1: selfish, and I always did it for myself. So that's where I think Americans would want to do it. But yeah, at the my freedoms, factor, my freedoms. It's all they care about. They don't care about women's freedoms. Mm. Can't let go of that Roe versus Wade. It's <laughs> It's weird. We live in a very, it's very bipolar.
0: Well, yeah, and I've I had people make the argument like, oh, people are saying my body, my choice now when it comes to fucking pregnancy. They're like, motherfucker, one is a communicable disease. You, and you, know, you weren't, you cannot get pregnant by just walking by someone.
1: Right. And they never forced you to get it, they never forced you to get a vaccine. So you can't use that argument against me because you still have your right. You're taking away ours. Well, so I, that's not fair.
0: Well, I think they should turn around and be like, okay, vaccines are not mandated.
1: That's what I would do, because I'm petty. I'd be like, well, fuck you, mandate this shit then, so you want to do this shit with abortions. Yeah, because put your money where your mouth is, type of thing. You say it's about freedoms, you say it's about rights, but it's not. You are very, it's what you care about. It's not really about freedoms and rights, because if it was, you wouldn't care if somebody was getting an abortion. You would respect their right to get it.
0: But, yeah, America.
1: The bipolar states of America.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens with the...
1: I, you know, I I said at the beginning of the podcast, I am very optimistic. I There are a lot of states that are not crazy enough. For now, who knows in 2050 what the world will be.
0: I'll be dead. It's cool.
1: Be dead? I'll be dead. My gosh. I'll be 53.
0: <laughs> oh. I will be dead. I, by 2050... Definitely dead, for sure.
1: How do you even... Did you do the Final Destination Death Counter on the DVD? We did that one. I never did it as a kid, but my brother was adamant about doing it. And my sister and I were like, don't do it, don't do it. I said he was going to die in 2006, and he was freaking out that year. I'll never forget it. <laughs> I
0: didn't even know that was a thing.
1: Yeah, so if you bought Final Destination 1 DVD, it had like games on it. It wasn't even bonus. It was just the regular DVD. It would have a game because, you know, back in the day, DVDs would have cool add-ons. So there was a death counter game and you would put in your birthday, and then it would randomly put in the day that you were going to die. And my father <laughs> freaked out. He's like, I'll only be 10. And he was like crying and we're like, why didn't you do it? You shouldn't have done it. We told you not to do it.
0: So As I said earlier, 30 was already a fictional age for me. So by 2050, I'll be way into an age that no i'm never making it that long
1: crazy to think of though
0: like that is someone's grandparents age
1: wow i'd be a grandparent i'd be older than my parents are right now in 2050 it's an insane whole lifetime
0: yeah exactly like mm. earth
1: might be dying at that point i
0: mean it's already dying right now so
1: it's dying yes so that's why i guess i should have said earth might be dead But I didn't want to be – I'm so optimistic I didn't want to say that.
0: Well, here's the thing. It won't be dead. It just will be inhospitable to us.
1: Right. It will be dead for humans. Exactly. Because Mother Nature will go on no matter what, which is why Mother Nature is the true God. I mean, we're bitches to Mother Nature, let alone what we just talked about with COVID, but natural disasters. Just the fucking sun. Sit on the sun all day, bitch. You're going to get sick and get fucking sun poisoning. People I mean, don't respect nature the way they should.
0: COVID is nature too. It's a fucking it virus. It is.
1: And that's a part of nature. That's why I said, <laughs> but just the fact that we are always, people are mindful of natural disasters and that's the, really the only time they're like, nature. Okay. But you cannot go out in the sun all day without getting sunburned. That's nature. The wind can crack your motherfucking lips if you haven't got fucking chapstick on. That's nature. Try to spend the whole motherfucking day, sleep outside, be homeless. Motherfucking nature affects you, bro, every day, and people don't accept it, and that is the craziest thing to me, and they politicize it when we're all on the same floating rock.
0: Do you ever watch Life After People? No. It was a two-season documentary series from 2009, and it's about like, like- on the
1: Science Channel or something? History Channel, but- Oh, okay. I used to watch- Yeah, I used to watch a bunch of Science Channel and History Channel documentaries.
0: Yeah, before the History Channel was all Pawn Stars.
1: Pawn Stars and where it really started to go weird was all Ancient Aliens. And I was like, there's got to be something else besides Ancient Aliens. And then, yep, Pawn Stars. <laughs>
0: Modern Aliens.
1: Modern Aliens, yeah. But Although it, the the beginning of the Ancient Aliens things was okay. But it pew, went down from there.
0: That show, I I have not actually watched it because it honestly freaked me out after a little while. I was just the like
1: life after people? Yeah. I kind of want to watch it now.
0: Yeah, it, it's 100% like... Oh, hmm. cool. I Nature would thrive without humans. Oh, it it does. Like, the little bit I watched this is like, because it goes into detail, like, how long it'll take, like, the plants to, like, come up through the sidewalks and all that shit. Like, it's all...
1: Well, did you have... There's a... I don't know. I, I want to say it's a documentary. It might not be. Um, but I was watching a bunch of stuff on Chernobyl and about how when... After Chernobyl happened and that whole outbreak and all the radiation. They said it was going to take however many years for nature to come back. But they were really just talking about human beings being able to survive because now Chernobyl is this huge sanctuary for nature and animals. And aren't since, there
0: radioactive hogs?
1: Yeah. Well, there's de- the deer live there and thrive there. So everything technically is radioactive there, but the animals aren't as affected by it and the trees are blossoming. It's beautiful, but humans still cannot live there still inhabitable to us. So that's a whole, the whole life after people think instantly makes me think of that because we, within a couple years, they nature would repair itself without humans. It's insane to think of how quickly it can really cure itself. Uh, we are the problem.
0: <laughs> awesome. Here's an article from 2017. Radioactive pigs are wandering Central Europe 30 years later after Chernobyl nuclear disaster.
1: See? And there's it's not just like pigs either. There's so many animals living in all those old buildings. It's well, insane.
0: Some of these boars are showing up in the Czech Republic thousands of miles away from Chernobyl. That's
1: crazy. But there's deer there too, so... It's going to be showing up in, in multiple animals, not just the hogs, then, too. It's insane. It was cute to see the little deer running around, though, there. And I'm like, wow. But I did think of that. I was like, we can't get away from this radiation. We've done nuclearized everything.
0: Don't worry. The planet will go on till the, eventually the sun goes cold, and then there'll be nothing.
1: And But then Jupiter would be a star soon. Jupiter is on his way to be a Most solar systems in the world that they find when they map it out with the telescopes have two stars so we are an unusual solar system with one Jupiter's gonna so Earth will be back they don't yeah Uh, even without the sun
0: I feel like Jupiter is much closer to us than the sun is
1: Jupiter is much closer it's just the asteroid belt that separates us from Jupiter which is a lot of space so actually uh, we might burn up Jupiter's the sun but we could be Mercury Mercury's still there yeah it doesn't support life not life that we know I've always said this. There are always new elements we discover, new things we're always discovering with science. What if we were looking for the wrong stuff? What if there are different forms of life? Oh,
0: actually, I think we'll be all right. Um, Jupiter is 522 million miles from Earth. Uh, The sun is only 93 million miles from Earth.
1: Oh, we'd be fine. Just hotter summers. I'm just kidding.
0: no no yeah. jupiter's 522
1: million but if we had two suns that's i don't know why i was yeah. just saying if we had two suns it definitely would be hotter i feel like but i don't know maybe it would be like a distant sun a nighttime sun
0: yeah well that'll fuck up a lot of shit
1: we wouldn't be able to sleep well that's craziest thing really life on earth is a bunch of crazy weird specific things that allow us to exist uh-huh
0: it's pretty fucking like dumb luck
1: it is. That's why nature will go on. Well, it's
0: one of those things for <laughs> like anyone who believes in like intelligent
1: design. Strange to me. I don't know how people – nature is the most random shit ever that people what? really think somebody's out there actively – I mean, actively
0: we are not about. a good design.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's nothing and, – and let alone humans. We might – there's another weird ass shit out there. Well, besides a platypus,
0: I, but I'm saying it was like the quote dominant species on the planet. We are a bad design.
1: Yeah, like we're, it's so easy to kill us. We can't even survive in nature. We're, the, we're probably the worst design animal for nature.
0: Well, yeah, and like also that like our brain is here, like, and our spinal column is in a relatively unsafe place. <laughs> like,
1: right? Like we don't. Our spine is not protected.
0: Right. Like the what connects our brain to the spine is like
1: soft spot just put a little needle through it <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it Is is not good it's not good
1: i know it's uh, the, the amount of fragility that humans have is what proves me we're not the most efficient okay we, we can't even live in the fucking ocean the sea creature is really the most efficient a shark is probably the most efficient creature uh, uh, i mean they've lived they've been around forever so Actually, no, it's probably a crocodile cro- yeah. or alligator because they don't eat a lot. They eat such little amounts throughout the year. They can eat one big animal for the year and then just hibernate for the rest of the year. So it's like they can spend 300 days doing nothing. There's no other creature really in the world that does that.
0: It's all, I guess, what you want to describe as efficiency.
1: That has to be efficient to just relax all the time. They just relax. No, no, they live so long. They're just fucking relaxing. They eat every so often, relax. Nobody bothers them. Nobody wants to fuck with alligators and crocodiles. So
0: and they have some predators, but not like much.
1: Some, yeah.
0: Alligators also delicious though.
1: I've I've eaten gator before. It's delicious. It tastes a little like chicken. Deep-fried, Just chewy, chewy, chew, chewy chicken.
0: Yeah, delicious when it's deep fried. Like most. I don't things. know
1: if I would say delicious, but it I... wasn't bad.
0: I would. Oh, I miss blacking alligator in New Orleans. Oh.
1: That's the, that's the thing. I need to eat it. It's the right... Who cooks it? That's what it is. Well, I mean,
0: that's most things.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Somebody can fuck up a peanut butter and jelly.
0: They can. <laughs> <if they're
1: laughs> or one. a bowl of cereal.
0: <laughs> fuck up a bowl of cereal is pretty... That's a hard... That's a tall order. To fuck that. Put water up. in it. Have you...
1: Uh, I've tried that before. We were... I said I grew up poor. We didn't have milk. So we were like, how these frosted flakes taste with water one time? And we all. like... <laughs>
0: See, that's when you go to, like, (laughs) your local diner and steal a bunch of creamers.
1: I should have thought of that. Well, I'm really not supposed to have milk anyways, so many aspects as to why I tried it with water. And I know well, there's all those nut milks that people drink. I don't really like those. I do think cereal needs dairy. That's why I just don't eat cereal anymore now.
0: I haven't eaten cereal in forever. Yeah, I
1: cannot even remember the last time. I have eaten cereal, and I loved cereal as a kid.
0: Oh, I definitely, like, as a kid, like, fucking punch bowl full, of, like, Froot Loops or uh, Corn Pops or some mm. shit, and then drink the sugary milk afterwards. There's
1: almost no cereal. Well, they're getting weird with cereal now. They're doing, like, weird, I don't know, crazy shit with cereal. But back in the day, cereals, it was really hard to have a bad cereal. Because almost all of them taste good.
0: I, I always thought a lot of the chocolate ones tasted like shit.
1: Oh, I don't really like chocolate, anyway, So yeah, I don't care much for marshmallows
0: those at also, all. Those, well, especially the cereal.
1: Especially in cereal. Yeah, because so. they
0: were like dehydrated. There was.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't really like. Marshmallows. Fuck Lucky
0: Charms. Fuck Lucky Charms.
1: I don't eat Lucky Charms. Yeah, fuck them. I think I probably tried Lucky Charms once in my life and hated it because I can't even tell you what the motherfuckers taste like.
0: Garbage. Hot garbage. Well, I don't cold like garbage.
1: Cold. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like um, marshmallows. I'll eat with a s'more, but that's it. And I'll only, probably only eat one. And then I'm like, ah, I shouldn't eat that.
0: So, what is what is your childhood cereals?
1: I loved Fruit Loops. I actually remember throwing up Fruit Loops in first grade one time. Mm, wow. Frosted Flakes loved Frosted Flakes. Corn Pops I always really liked until they Corn Pops. Now I got a weird, they end up getting too plasticky.
0: So. I once again probably twenty years. No, it's been a while. at least
1: it's been a long time.
0: At least. Geez. Um.
1: What else did I like? I love Cheerios. I'm a basic bitch. Give me some- Honey Nut Cheerios. Cheerios.
0: Honey nuts.
1: I don't really like honey at all. So Yeah,
0: but Honey Nut Cheerios don't taste like actual honey.
1: They taste just as bad as actual honey. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. I know. Everybody thinks I'm weird that I don't like honey. But I don't really like anything super sweet. I don't like caramel. I don't like honey. I don't like any type of jello, pudding, anything like that. If it's a lot of sugar- I don't like it. And that's why with some cereals, I was like Fruity Pebbles. I'm like, oh, that's just straight fucking sugar. But I don't mind Fruit Loops, which is straight sugar. So the concentratedness of it, I guess, is what matters.
0: I'll take your word for it.
1: I remember those Cookie Crisp cereal.
0: Cookie Crisp.
1: Yeah, with the dog. That was cute.
0: Captain Crunch will tear up the roof of your mouth. A
1: wolf or something. I, I don't think I've ever had Captain Crunch before.
0: Oh, Captain Crunch will fuck your mouth I up. I never...
1: It just... uh It's
0: good. It's good, but it will fuck your mouth up.
1: No, I never... It never... Uh, it's peanut buttery or something, right?
0: No, 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 I mean, they had peanut butter crunch, but they also had like... Oh, okay. I the don't traditional know. was like more of a just sugar crunch thing.
1: I yeah, never, 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 never gone to Captain Crunch, ever.
0: You just didn't want to support the old white man? I see how it is. I don't
1: know. It never looked good to me. It's still to this day. I don't know. I'm going to need it.
0: Well, you're not eating dairy now, so like I would not... Do not eat Captain Crunch without milk. That shit has to get a little soggy or you will bleed. It'll just, ah, my mouth.
1: <laughs> eating ah. glass. I'm yeah. eating glass.
0: Like, I don't understand how they made a cereal that sharp.
1: How is that legal? Right? Yeah. Fucking. I can't even think of that much more cereals.
0: Frosted mini wheats were my jam at one point.
1: Oh, yes. Thank you for saying that, though. I love those. I love those. Love those.
0: Like, I also felt like I was semi responsible eating frosted mini wheats.
1: I'm getting a good start on my day. Well, it's like, the
0: the, the shredded wheat's good for you. Right.
1: Even though, that's why I was so tired. Oh, my God. Yeah, I ended up finding out when I was like 18 that gluten just makes me super, super tired. So I'm not allergic to it. So I can realistically eat it. If I want to stay awake, though, I shouldn't.
0: Dude, that's a superpower. Like, oh, I'm having problems sleeping. Just fucking.
1: That's so funny. I do that. So like, if I am on a plane or something, I'm like, I really need to fucking sleep. And you know, they give you snacks typically on a plane. i be like, give me them fucking pretzels, bro. Because usually I'll get almonds. I'll get nuts. I like nuts. But um,
0: that's good in your line of work.
1: Right. But Sorry, I couldn't, um, I couldn't help myself. That's that. why I said it. But um, I'll get the I'll get something with gluten specifically. Anytime I took the train because it was long and would take forever. I'm like, well, let me get something fattening with gluten. Because I'll sleep. And I do sleep well on it, but my stomach don't feel good. So, how good really is the sleep?
0: I don't know. Only you can tell me. Only you can judge that.
1: Only you can prevent four or five or something. (laughs) All
0: right, Smokey. It's cool.
1: (laughs) I love Smokey the Bear. (laughs) Fucking
0: Smokey the Bear. Jesus.
1: He was a very cute live bear. Smokey the Bear propaganda. Is exactly what that was propaganda. Although you do need to appreciate the forest
0: and set it on fire.
1: Back to no, back to loving Mother Nature.
0: Well, yeah, you gotta set it on fire so new stuff can grow.
1: Yeah, I mean, actually, my grandfather uh, retired from the Forest Service. He worked for them for like thirty years, um, and he always talked about that. The controlled burns are extremely important, and a bunch of states scaled that back.
0: But we make good budgetary decisions around here.
1: They don't actually really care about the environment.
0: Well, yeah, but the problem is in California, when they stop doing some of the control burns, overgrowth, overtook power lines, and then caused major fires.
1: Ah. A double-edged sword. Ching, chink,
0: Yep. Yeah, it's, it's good shit. We're, we're doing well.
1: California just can't control itself. It has everything. It can't contain itself.
0: We're a big fucking state. Big fucking state. One, almost one-third of the U.S. population lives here, so...
1: It's just some country out here. Like, oh, 30, sorry, 10%, like thirty-five million people.
0: Ten percent, not one third. Ten percent, bad math. Sorry.
1: Yeah, what? There's like thirty-five million people, or something. In- I
0: mean, there's twenty million sorry. in like the LA metropolitan area.
1: That's insane. So there's fifty million people spread out all throughout. That's insane. A lot. A lot of states in this country only have a million people.
0: Yep, and they have their electoral votes are worth so much more than ours.
1: And they have the same amount of senators.
0: Yeah, 39.51 million as of the 2019 census in California.
1: 39 million?
0: Uh-huh. So more than 10% of the U.S. population lives here. God. There are more people that live in California than live in Canada.
1: That's, well, that's why I said it's its own country because there are a lot of countries that don't have the population that one state has. But there's Canada's fucking huge. Canada oh. has a lot of land. Not all in. It's not all habitable. It's a lot a of lot frozen of... land. But there's still enough space for them to have more than California. It's insane. Cali is packed. Yep. Wow. Why am I coming here? Can I add another one to this?
0: Come for the free abortions. Duh.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, when you first move here, they give you a ticket for one free one. The second one, you got to pay for They hand
1: you a plan B as soon as you walk in. I'm just kidding.
0: I mean, that's me, but.
1: (laughs) I've never taken plan B, actually. I'm sorry? No. I mean, I've had cream pies and stuff, but I track my shit very, uh, I have old school contraceptives. I don't trust all that medicine up in there, so. (laughs) gotta be something powerful what plan b does so i don't know
0: i mean it's like a massive dose of fucking birth control that's
1: what i'm saying and birth control causes a lot of cancer people don't want to accept that but it really does so
0: well yeah but i mean i don't think the one shot is going to cause cancer
1: no i don't think every so often doing plan b will affect you but uh it it definitely is the point of like the industry i'm in if i was like i'm gonna do cream pies all the time they're gonna be like plan b plan b plan b and logically i'm like i'm not gonna want this dude's baby so I'm gonna have to take it. So That's maybe why that I dies. have other. I don't. No offense to any male performers in the industry. I don't want any of y'all's babies. Have it with somebody that you want to have it with. Because I don't want to have it with me anyway. So it ain't happening. <laughs> oh no, no male performers. Sorry, you male performers are no go.
0: Like <laughs> only will have sex with you for work.
1: Yep. Judge me. (laughs) I know it's bad.
0: No, it's not.
1: But I'm also at a point where I don't like talking to a lot of people. I'd rather be in a relationship. I don't like having all these people to talk to, and I have to remember what I said to that person, what this person said to me, when the last time I saw him, what we talked. No, one person. So much better.
0: How's that going?
1: How's it going? (laughs) I don't have one person, so I'm not at the point I'd want to be at, but.
0: You'll get there. I'll be fine.
1: Oh, yeah. Supposedly this is the worst city to date in, so. Hmm.
0: It is. It super is. It's fun. People
1: are so narcissistic in LA. Well, it's not even, whoa, whoa,
0: it's not even just the narcissism. It's, everyone is, anyone worth their salt is on a fucking hustle. So it's also the added stressor of like, Oh, do I have time?
1: Exactly. The working of all the working all the time. That's and I've I i do not know. Before ever before coming to LA, I'm with people that live in the middle of nowhere where these niggas got all the time in the world. They still treated me like shit. Oh I'm not saying like- So it's definitely a point of I tend to attract the wrong type of men. So I tend to have more guys because I'm like I need to find who's the one shining
0: You're gonna find that needle in the haystack?
1: I guess. That's what we're looking for. I don't know. I've always, I'm notoriously single though. Like how people notoriously date, I'm notoriously single. I've dated people, but I like being alone. Not just like, I want to be single alone. I mean, like even if I'm in a relationship with somebody, I'm like, can I get some alone time? So I like, I'm, solitude is important. Um, But the problem with that, there's some famous quote, and I don't know who the fuck said it, but the problem with solitude is, you, once you get used to that, you don't, want, you don't want to bring people back into your space. So that's something I've kind of been working with. I can't even really blame men anymore. It's more of me. I'm like, guys, like, let's go do this. I'm like, I don't want to go nowhere. <laughs> like, you can't have it both ways. So I've been pushing myself more. Getting back out there. I was a party fiend when I was younger. From like 13 to 18, I would party nonstop. So, them days is behind me. Now I have to find the middle ground. You'll find it. Yeah, and you don't want a party guy either. So, that's another thing where it's like you don't want a party culture. You don't want somebody who's in that. So, then you have to go out when people invite you to regular stuff. Well, i of regular stuff. Like, let's go and eat. Let's go play pool. Let's go watch a game. You know. But I'm the person to be like, I could watch the game at home. Or, I don't want to get dressed to go play pool. Or, you know, some... I'm bad. I don't really like getting ready.
0: I know. I'm well aware.
1: Yeah, and then men, since men are always about sex, I'm like, well, I have to look good, right? Let me try. (laughs) No, dudes
0: dudes will just put out. Don't don't get twisted.
1: Men are easy. They are. That's how I've been with a lot of them. I wish I wouldn't have been with.
0: (laughs) These things happen.
1: Yeah, but I don't regret them. I just sometimes forget I sleep with some people and then... A couple of them have passed away. A couple of them get married or something, you know. And then I'm like, oh shit, I did have sex with them. Yeah. The ones that passed away, rest in peace.
0: The ones that got married, fuck them.
1: No. Uh, I love marriage. I support marriage. I think people should get married. Why? Because, okay, I don't, I don't, let me rephrase that. If somebody wants to get married and it's, you know, they find somebody else who wants it, yes. I don't think you should go your life with, I need to get married and have kids. No, never believe the nuclear family is the only happy way to live. I don't believe that. But if in you are hopeless romantic and that's what you want, there's nothing wrong with still wanting that. I don't like the idea that our generation is like, we hate marriage, marriage is bad. No, no. I mean, it could be because I have parents who have been together and they have had the worst of fights, almost killed each other, crazy fights still together that's probably not healthy they when they were young when they got together so i definitely even they would probably say so themselves when they were younger they didn't have healthy fights as they got older we definitely got to see okay this is how it should actually go down but they were young my mom got married at 19 my dad was 23 so they were young they were definitely definitely young but um or my mom had just turned 20 so, but she met my dad at 19. He met her at, what, like 22? So to think that you would spend your whole life with somebody that you met at those ages, it's definitely young. So, and then they had kids, My had my sister just a year after they got married, so.
0: Dad's pullout game is trash, got it. I don't know about my dad's
1: pullout game. I don't want to know.
0: <laughs> well, you have multiple siblings, so.
1: That's eh. just three of us.
0: That—that That is a multiple.
1: They always said they probably would have had more if he didn't get a vasectomy, though. So Good on him for the vasectomy. Yeah, I was a baby after the vasectomy, actually. They always said that I was like their miracle baby because within that procedure window, they tell you you have like a couple of months that you could still get pregnant. And my parents are like, well, if it happens, it happens. And it happened that I'm here.
0: So you jumped the shark, like you j- jumped the fucking gap.
1: Yep. And my mom actually almost died with my brother. Um, she went through 54 hours of labor. Um, emergency c-section that both their hearts stopped literally almost died but still had me so she's a trooper a oh, good honor that's why she's probably still married <laughs> that's the biggest thing with marriage to me it's really just wanting to stay with a person because you could like i said i like being single i don't ever have to date anybody ever in my life if i don't want to and i'll have a great life i would because being alone is amazingly simplistic no drama I do whatever I want, do anything I want. I go wherever I want to tell nobody anything. It's amazing. It's beautiful. If I want to get a dog, I'm going to do whatever. I do whatever. The second you add anybody into it, you can't predict what will happen.
0: Well, and this is why I'm a shit boyfriend because I've been single for so long that, like, I really. That's why
1: I think I'm a bad girl. I can't say I'm a bad girlfriend.
0: Oh, no, no. But I'm
1: just bad even with friendships. I might be bad just with relationships.
0: Yeah, I I am definitely bad at checking in with my significant other when I when I do get in relationships. Like, oh yeah, this dog's been single so long. I'm so not used to being accountable to anybody.
1: I'm not used to be. Yeah, I, my family will be like, you're traveling. Where are you going? This is a, that. and then I'll forget to tell them anything. And they're like, why don't you tell me this? And I'm like, I don't check in with anyone, so I'm not used to it. So that's definitely something I would have to relearn which is probably why.
0: It's a, it's a difficult thing to relearn, I promise you, because depending on who you're with, like they may not have the patience for it.
1: Yeah, and people pro- just in general don't have patience for me at all because I get distracted and procrastinate because I'm distracted. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of people lack patience for me in general, let alone relationship-wise. I mean, I'm talking to a guy that I do really like. I think he's really sweet, but I don't – you know, with men, it's like it's a lot of times they're just nice just because they want to get laid consistently. It doesn't mean they want anything serious with you. So I keep a very like, you know, I'm nice, I'll interact, but I'm very in the back of my mind like something might happen. So I I like to be prepared for things in general. So Fair enough. So it's like I'm not actively with someone, not actively making it happen, but dwindling the numbers down. And that is important to me.
0: Tell ya, get it. Get it. Trying.
1: I actually don't really have that much sex, like, outside the industry anymore. To be honest with you.
0: How do you feel about that?
1: How do I feel about it? Yeah. Like there's multiple ways to feel about it. Of course, when you're a sexual person, you want to be having sex all the time. But I want things to be safe. Not just for my job and testing, just in general. Even if I wasn't in porn, I would care about testing and safety. So I don't know. I always want to be having sex, but I want it to be good. I want it to feel worth it. A lot of the times I was struggling with before I got into porn, when I was a teenager and I was fucking around with the same dude for a while. I was sleeping with other people too, because he was a hoe and would always have a girlfriend every other fucking day. I would get it was really emotional for me. So I would sometimes just cry after sex, not with the, I never cried around anybody, but I'd be like driving home, just cry. And I'm like, am I crying because it was bad? Am I crying because of the emotional factor with it? So now, especially, this is almost like 10 years ago. Now I'm m- more mindful of it. I'm like, if I'm going to be sleeping with somebody, I need to make sure it's worth it because it takes a lot of emotion, especially as a woman. It takes a lot of emotion out of you. But I always want to have sex.
0: <laughs> well on that note we're gonna call last call on this motherfucker and get you out of here so you can go off and you know get your, do your thing
1: I'm not getting laid tonight womp womp things they happen
0: where can they find the other things
1: you can find me on everything pretty much well yeah my username's the same on everything Naughty Nala N-A-U-D-I N-A-L-A X-Videos Pornhub only fans twitter instagram whatever go find me where you use your apps
0: <laughs> find her she's good people and as always you can find me at matt underscore slayer on twitter matt slayer on instagram matt slayer on facebook twitch.tv slash matt f and slayer the patreon at slash matt slayer you can find the podcast at, and now we drink on twitter and now we drink underscore on instagram and until next week drink up motherfuckers